0: hello everybody and welcome back to vesselprods.com video games podcast it hasn't been four months shut up as always I'm dead is you know, today we got cave
1: you have committed a crime citizen surrender or be prepared to
2: face death I'm playing out a lot of RPGs okay then and Alex hey sure it sure is uh, wintry around here <laughs>
0: We're still releasing this We're releasing this soon, dude.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, they don't need to know that.
0: <laughs> Would you rather they think we sat on something for four months than waited another four months to release it? <laughs> we only do that with die. Yes. Sorry. It's not a you thing, that's a me thing.
1: Sorry.
0: We've been playing right we've been playing relatively regularly with that. It's just I've been shit about getting it updated. But anyway. Enough about how bad I am at my job. Let's talk about how bad I am at my job. Video games. We play them. Yes, and video games have been happening recently. Because Summer Games Fest is currently going on. Uh, For those who don't know, which I'm assuming is my two co-hosts. Summer Game Fest is the pseudo-replacement for E3. Because E3 is like, hey, we're... Because E3 was like, hey, we're bringing E3 back, and then E3 got canceled this year.
2: Yeah, E3 is like, nobody cares about E3 anymore.
0: Yeah. So gives
2: any shit about E3.
0: Yeah. So then Jeff Keighley, the only person who gave a shit about E3, was like, hey, we still we still want to do a thing for this. So let let me call up all my industry buddies and get a shit, and get some shit going. And then he put this whole show together. They were this like the big showcase where they announced like a bunch of games. Uh then they had and they had, like, a big show floor where could go out and play those games. And then a bunch of other uh, companies also started doing their um, showcases and big announcements and directs near this stuff happening, too. And Keeley kind of kind of did, like, a real big brain move of just having, like, hey, if you're not going to be on the stage, if you release yourself during summer, guess what? You're still part of Summer Game Fest, baby. Because, because Summer Game Fest lasts all summer. It's not just an industry show. It's whenever the fuck you announce stuff in the summer, it's part of Summer Game Fest.
2: Is that how it works? Uh, that's what Keeley said. I mean, I know that's what he said. Is that how it works? Uh, I don't. C- can, you be, can you be like, you're part of my festival if you've released something? It's like, what if we want nothing to do with you to associate whatsoever? Nope, you're still part of my... Still well, part of I mean, Game mean
1: Fest. anyone can declare anything.
0: Yeah, and I think what he means by that is just like Summer Game Fest. There was a Summer Game Fest showcase thing, and then there's just... The Summer Game Fest, which is just anyone announcing stuff during the summer. If they announce it early, then on SummerGameFest.com, Keely, I think, has, like, a schedule up where it's like, hey, here's all the big announcements coming out this year.
2: What but, if I want not, What if I want absolutely nothing to do with you and your Summer Games Fest?
0: Then don't tell people. I think that's about it. I know it's not actually that, and I'm just generalizing. It's still a, it's still a decent enough idea of just, all right, we're going to have this thing that lasts all summer. Anyone who's a part of it will say Summer Game Fest. That way, we keep the name going, and then we'll be the next big thing. We'll be the new E3.
1: I mean, that's actually not a bad idea.
0: Yeah, and it's not like people. It's not like the companies like it's not like the companies like showing up or like releasing stuff releasing announcements during the summer
1: have not, to be. They're not paying for it, are they?
0: No, they're they're paying to go like in the showcase and on the show floor. Yeah, but you know, not everyone's doing that. Like, Devolver still does their weird fucking thing. Nintendo, off in its own weird corner. They had, they had their Nintendo Direct this month, where they announced a bunch of stuff. And let's get into some of that stuff, because this is this is just going to be a fucking string of games that I'm going to be talking about. Uh, I figure just get this out of the way early, because, I don't know, don't want to end the show with just, Hey, and here's a game. That I thought you might care about, but you didn't. All right, cool. That's a, that's a bad note. Then you show on. Blah 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 blah. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I watched a bunch of the press conferences, a lot of the showcases, and didn't take a single note. Because keep with the theme, I'm good at my job. Yeah, I mean. So if I miss, you know st-
2: who need who needs notes?
0: Yeah, so if I miss some stuff, sorry. Uh, but yeah. So let's start going through this. Um, in no particular order. Uh, there's gonna be a new Prince of Persia game, Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. Uh, it's kind of it's gonna be um going back to its like side-scrolling roots, but kind of going for a more Metroidvania style. Uh, where it's gonna be new character, not the Prince of Persia. He's he's the guy looking for the Prince of Persia. And it's gonna be like melee focused. Gonna be having like. Massive monsters and very, like, high-paced frenetic combat that still has some of, like, the time rewinding and, like, time-manipulating powers in it. Because, you know, Sands of Time was the biggest one, so they're obviously going to keep milking that.
2: I was going to say, wasn't that in the last one or the big one?
0: That was in the big one, yeah. Then they did did another Prince of Persia that was just completely separate from that but just had, like, wall-running stuff. It looked really cool, played really fun. Not a lot of people liked it because it was kind of just, like, Nolan North being Nolan North. It just felt like it just felt like a modern game, which was starring Nolan North. Yeah. Uh, then I think they, I think they released like one or two like smaller, um, side-scrolling ones that kind of like. I don't think I don't think it like went full Metroidvania, but it also didn't go like full cinematic platform or whatever the fuck it, the original version of it was called. Where it's like, all right, I gotta get pixel perfect jumps, and if I don't do it, then I immediately die. But yeah, it looks really fucking sick. Like, I mean, from, like, a gameplay perspective and just an art direction perspective. It looks really cool. Like, during the Ubisoft showcase, they showed off a bunch more of it. Uh, and it still, it looked great. I can't fucking wait for that. I also can't wait. Mortal yeah. Kombat 1. I mean, Prince of Persia oh, appealed yeah. to a
1: bunch of people. So, I can totally see it being one of those games where it's like, yeah, we're going to revive it. It's just, uh, I hope they don't try and do a movie again.
0: <laughs> the movie was inoffensive.
2: It was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the, the biggest fear of, of the super Mario brothers movie doing so well is that everyone's going to be like, yeah, video game movies. That's what we could
1: try out. those again. Right. Just like DC is done uh, since Marvel became big again. Yeah. Uh, DC.
0: But I anyway, used to like you <laughs> speaking of reboots, mortal Kombat one that was already previously announced. But we got to see but we got to see some gameplay of it as well as uh, a as well as one of the new mechanics in it, because the game is now kind of a kind of a team fighting thing because you have assist characters.
2: So it's Capcom. I'm going to say so. So it's Marvel versus Capcom. A little bit. (laughs) Yes. They're like, well, they're not they're not doing those anymore, so we can jump in.
0: Well, it still it still feels like Mortal Kombat. It still has like the Mortal Kombat uh, combo style and their fucking over the top ridiculous brutality. But now you can do that brutality with a buddy with the Cameo system. Cameo spelled with a K. Of course.
1: Of course. I mean, it's Mortal Kombat. C- c- c-
0: yeah. Oh yeah. So you pick your primary fighter, and then you pick a Cameo fighter, and then you'll be able to summon the Cameo to do like special moves. You'll be able to like do. Combo X-ray and combo fatalities. I think the yeah, one they showed off. I,
1: if I could, if I was any good at fighting games, I'd be so hyped. Yeah, I think the, I fucking love
2: watching that shit, but I cannot play fighting games to save my life. Yes, I was. I was not able to do a single fatality when I played Mortal Kombat as a kid.
0: Same. Yeah, Mortal Kombat as a kid was unforgiving. They've gotten a bit more user friendly, and now combos. Now combos still require a little bit of skill, but they also have just the option to just auto combo. Just, yeah, I put it on baby mode, and I hit a button, and it just did the thing for me. It looked cool.
1: God, I would love to play that game. <laughs> you guys can insult me all you want out there, but I'm not playing Mortal Kombat to get good. I don't play video games to be that guy like, yeah, I executed a super skill, and now I know that I will rule this world because I'm the best at this game. No, I want to be like, ha, big guy blew other guy up.
0: Yeah, Cave does not know the meaning of iframes.
1: I
2: do. I'm just never going to be able to do them. <laughs> You'll
0: never be able to exploit them. You do them because iframes just are, automatically happen.
2: The worst part is you play online now. So when somebody beats you and like mocks you, you can't really do anything about it.
0: Yeah. It's just some fucking. Because yeah, if you,
1: if you auto quit, then you get banned from the game because you're, you're ru- you're ruining people's win loss ratios or something.
2: I, I mean, at least back when you're playing with your friends on the couch, if they get become, if they are too sore a winner, you can always just smack them.
1: Yeah. Which I did regularly. Yeah. yeah. Because, I I I play with a lot of alphas, and alphas are assholes.
0: But yeah, so yes, yes. Uh, when picking fighters for a game, for like a fight, pick a primary fighter. Pick a cameo fighter. Cameo fighter has special moves they can do. You just hit a button. and They just literally just run in, do their special, and run out. Just fully Marvel vs. Capcom. Uh, and combo uh, fatalities. I believe in the com in like the gameplay trailer they showed. They showed a like tr- they showed a fight between uh, well they showed a fight with Scorpion and a cameo from Sub Zero, and Sub Zero froze a dude, ripped his spine out, and then and then the Scorpion set him on fire. It was ridiculous. It was bloody and violent, and it was Mortal Kombat baby. and It looked great.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And honestly, knowing there's a baby mode, I might try and get my hands on a used copy of one of the more modern Mortal Kombat so that I can try them.
0: Yeah, I don't remember where it's like full baby mode. I know that like there's an easy mode, and then you can also just hit one button to auto-do your uh, fatality. But again, the fatalities aren't that hard. Like, old fatalities, you had a second to do them. Now you have, like, ten.
1: Yeah, well, the problem wasn't the, uh, the time, because... I got used to putting in cheat codes when I was a kid, and you have like a millisecond to get those button presses perfect, and it's like a seven button combo. But like, it was the I can't, I could never get the stick to move the way the game wanted
0: me to flick the stick. Use a pad before. I... Like that's gonna make that's gonna make things for you, specifically for Mortal Kombat, way easier. D pad. I didn't. It, it always showed a stick. Yeah, I showed a stick because, like, people use fucking, fucking arcade sticks, but you can use a controller and use the D-pad.
1: That would probably make the game playable to me.
0: Like, straight up, Mortal Kombat is the easiest to port over to fucking console and, like, controller, because all they care about is just cardinal directions. They don't do diagonals. Yeah, the, I would lose
1: every time in those in, in Mortal Kombat or games like it, because, like... They would just start they would just start infinite comboing me and then get me with a finisher. Meanwhile, I've beaten them near to death, but because they lucked into that combo. Ugh. You could have I could've used the D-pad to pull off the finishers or some shit.
0: Yeah. Ugh. It it doesn't work now super I know. it doesn't work super well for like Street Fighter because that requires like a lot of diagonals. Like like Japanese fighting games, you're gonna have a rough time with. Mortal Kombat, you'll be golden. But yeah, uh, yeah. also Mortal Kombat 1 story mode, like Mortal Kombat and, and other Realms have always been big on their story modes, like since MK9. This is a weird one in that it's a reboot and a sequel. Because at the end of Mortal Kombat 11, the universe reset.
2: Hasn't that happened a lot in their story?
0: Uh, this is the second time it's happened, I believe.
2: Gonna be like, wait, because I remember, like I said, everyone and everyone dies,
0: yeah. In reset, yeah. In, yeah, like I think like MK, like one through eight, didn't have a story but had a story, you know, like a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Then you get the to best M- way, yeah. Then you get to MK9, and they and then they kind of revolutionized the fighting game thing with the new story mode where you were essentially like rotated through fighters doing a full story <sighs> that just occasionally got interrupted by fighting. And people genuinely loved it. I fucking loved it. It was great. And so with MK9, it was far in the future, fucking Shao Kahn or whatever, comes back, kills everyone. So Raiden sends his memories back in time to his younger self at the first Mortal Kombat tournament. And then MK9 through 11 happens. At the end of 11, Liu Kang beats up the God of Time. You don't want to make me Liu angry. And then becomes the God of Fire. As the universe resets. Now with MK1. Liu Kang is now in the position of Raiden. Scorpion and Sub-Zero are now in the Liu Kang and Kung Lao positions. And then everyone else just kind of like rotates around that in weird, interesting ways. I'm looking forward to that. Like that seems, that seems the most part, like that to me is the most interesting part of this, I think. Just seeing how their story is going to unfold because... Their stories have never been particularly amazing, but they've been way better than they have any right to be, especially for a fucking fighting game. Yeah, I'm interested to see that, and I'll be seeing that, hopefully, maybe, September 19th, 2023. i also say that new Prince of Persia is coming out January 18th, 2024. Uh, Also, so next up, uh, new Sonic 2D Sonic, uh, Sonic Superstars. Eh, fuck, it's fucking Sonic.
1: I was about to say, do we care?
0: Yeah, we don't. Here's the thing that I'm surprisingly caring about, though, and I have no fucking idea why. Um, Lies of P. This is the thing that was announced previously, but I like, got shown off at um Summer Game Fest. It's a Soulsborne style game. So, like, you know, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, all that. But you're playing so as I'm Pinocchio. Play what? Yeah, Lies of P is Lies of Pinocchio. Okay, <laughs> I don't know, man. You're like in a like steampunk gothic fucking uh, city of city of Krat. You have a parry system involving a, involving an umbrella. There's a whale submarine. Is it like the, or is it the horrible dogfish? It's just a submarine.
1: Can, can we go back to your Pinocchio? Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know, dude. Your Pinocchio. Did there's you
2: go to Pleasure Island.
0: I don't know. I don't think so. I, they haven't shown it off. If you, if you go there. I think because it's you know, with Soulsborne it's going to be like one city but it's going to be like this massive labyrinthian city. I don't know. There's a demo out now. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, that's also coming out in September. But it's weird. Like fuck, did you know like currently out, I believe, either currently out or about to come out, there is an Ebenezer Scrooge Metroidvania. What the fuck? And also they made Ebenezer Scrooge in the color scheme of Scrooge McDuck.
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, blue coat, big red scarf.
2: Okay, but is this because they're all like uh, not copyrighted?
0: Probably. Yeah, that's probably why it is. So,
2: so, so they're making they're making all these these weird games.
0: Yeah, and what's even weirder about the fucking uh, the fucking Ebenezer Scrooge Metrovania thing? The way it works is Scrooge is able to summon ghosts. And that's how he gets powers.
2: Uh, Man, this is trippy as hell. I was I was, I was going to be, I thought it was going to be like, Scrooge hops around on his cane like a pogo stick.
0: Uh, no, but he can like leg drop somebody and jump on their heads like, like it's a cane, a pogo stick. But he does it by summoning the ghost of Tiny Tim.
2: Not Tiny Tim.
0: Yeah, like anytime Scrooge does something like a ghost will show up and then it will either be like him overlaid with the ghost or it will be like the ghost doing something that affects him. Like, you want to fucking teleport through this gate? That's a ghost. You want to stomp up this enemy? That's a ghost. It looks pretty. It looks kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. I can, I can understand why.
0: And like, this has at least piqued my interest. I might check out the demo, and the full game's coming out in September. It's a fucking stacked back half of the year, dude. Yeah. Like, nothing
1: came out in the beginning of this year.
0: Yeah, and then just everything.
1: Now, like... Like, we got Starfield coming, we got this weird shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Starfield.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm so reticent and hesitant.
0: So, next up, Alan Wake 2. James's most anticipated game ever.
2: I we'll was gonna be like, wait, I know thing. somebody who was like, Alan Wake, oh my god, and I was like, oh that's James.
0: Yeah, that's James. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, this, Alan Wake 2 is being billed as Remedy's first survival horror game. Because it is kind of... Like, the first one was an action game with horror trappings.
1: No, it wasn't. It was a boring game with boring trappings. Just the because, story was great, but the game was... Oh, the game's boring.
0: Cool. The genre that I mentioned is still true. <laughs> boring isn't a genre. D- it's, it's just an action thing with horror trappings that did it poorly for you. I, I deny
1: your reality and substitute my own.
0: Alrighty. But yeah, so this one is going to be pulling more from, like, the Resident Evil-style gameplay. Uh, and it will also be a split story, um, separating it into two story lines that are effectively... Um, that, according to director Sam Lake, is going to be about a 50-50 split between the characters. Uh, one, one, game, one thing being, you know, Alan Wake. Shocking. And the other being Saga Anderson. Uh, an FBI agent who came to, um, you know, where the game is set in order to try to find... Alan Wake, and then ends up finding pages from a story Alan Wake wrote about her and her partner. With her partner... Is this
1: the character I'm thinking of?
0: I don't know what character... Was her
1: partner the FBI agent who died in the first one?
0: Uh, I don't believe so. I believe her partner is the character Alan Wake wrote about before he came to this town.
1: Okay, then it is is the character I'm thinking of. A bizarre... Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Alan Wake lore videos because like I said, the story is interesting to me.
0: Yeah, maybe the, maybe the gameplay in 2 will like scratch that edge for you better.
1: Maybe. Or maybe we'll get James on to talk about this.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, Marvel's Spider-Man 2 that got shown off at the uh, Sony thing uh, like kind of Sony like I don't know, Sony Direct uh, before Summer Game Fest like fully kicked off, but we got to see a bit more of it here. And, yeah, it is... It's Craven the Hunter, baby! Let's go! Also, Venom.
1: 30-minute long rant about why Craven is worthless.
0: Yeah. But, hey, they're doing Venom.
1: I, I, I've subjected both of them to that rant before, so yeah. I'm not going to do it again.
0: Yeah, so uh, it's going to be, like... From the looks of it, it's going to be, like, swapping out in between, like, playing as Peter and playing as Miles. Because, uh, it's a thing that annoys me. Miles being Spider-Man happened in a universe where Spider-Man died. He
1: did come over to the mainline universe and and continue being Spider-Man, though. Yeah, because
2: they destroyed his entire universe. Yes,
0: Secret Wars happened, and then the Ultimate Universe died, and then Miles ended up in the mainline universe still as Spider-Man, with no new explanation as to why he's Spider-Man. And also, very unclear on whether or not it was still the Ultimate Miles and if he remembered everything. And so now every version of Miles that isn't from fucking Spider-Verse has a Peter Parker running around. And I'm like, okay, is, th- is this Ultimate Miles? Is this fucking uh, new Miles? Did Miles get the fucking... Why is he just called Spider-Man now, too? Why are there two of you? The well, branding's Ultimate, and If you want, in the,
1: ultimate, if you want the, in the Ultimate Spider-Man car, uh, cartoon, they named him Kid Arachnid. It's better than fucking Spider-Man. Finished- even though he'd been established as the only Spider Man of his world yeah. for years,
0: wait. So, they, so did in his world? They start calling him Kid Arachnid, or did just when he was hanging out? With the
1: all, every other Spider Man called him Kid Arachnid, even though every other Spider Man was still Spider Man.
0: Yeah, that feels shitty. That just feels shitty because all of them also because yeah, all of them also it's started it's like, when they were like fucking fifteen.
1: Yeah, it's a douchey way to go, and they called themselves Spider Man from then.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> Drake Bell, everyone's favorite Spider Man.
1: Yeah, he is the worst Spider
0: Man. Anyway, yeah, so Spider Man 2 coming to PS5 October 20th. They come to PC probably like two years later. And then coming usable to PC like two months after that.
1: Uh, that's a little. Uh, that's, that's, that's a little. Oh, uh, God, uh, okay, what's the word? Forgiving? Optimistic. Yeah, optimistic. <laughs> It'll be usable a year after.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we also got to see a bit more of uh, Banisher's Ghosts of Eden, the new game from Don't Nod, who are the life of strange people. Who I think I saw in one of their like a uh, either in the trailer for this or a trailer for something else. They started putting an apostrophe in their name, so that people know it's Don't Nod, not Dot Nod.
2: <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't want people to get confused, now.
0: Yeah, their palindromic single word name is confusing. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, so banishers. It's you are some fucking dude, a guy like, who like goes out banished, He hunts ghosts, but he also has like the ghost of his wife.
1: Ba-na-na-na-na.
0: Kinda like he has like also has, like the ghost of his wife following him around that helps him hunt ghosts. Yeah. It looks neat. We don't know a lot about it, but it looks interesting. Uh, also, we got two new like a dragon games coming. These are the Yakuza games. Uh, like a Dragon Gaiden, The Man Who I still Erased His need to Name.
1: You beat Yakuza 1. Y- you do. It's good. <laughs> like I've I enjoyed what I played. I just got distracted by the pocket car racing. <laughs>
0: yeah, fair enough. I got to talk about that too a lot. But Yeah, so uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden, The Man Who Erased His Name. It's a spin off title kind of taking place in between Yakuza 6 and 8. Uh, where it's just kind of Kiryu hiding under a false name as a security guard. Which will, which this will also take like Yakuza back, like like a dragon, I guess. Back to like its beat-em-up routes, roots. But then we also got the reveal of Like a Dragon um, Infinite Wealth. The eighth mainline Yakuza, eighth line Like a Dragon game. And our second one with our good old dipshit boy, Kas- uh, Ichiban. <laughs> Kasuki Ichiban, I believe, is the name. My favorite
1: guy who was obsessed with Dragon Quest. Yes. So it it turned the game into a Dragon Quest style game. Yes. Yeah. I want to play those, but (laughs) I refuse to play the like fifth, sixth game, seventh game in the series before I finished at least the first few.
0: Hey, you don't gotta. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter dead
1: we've covered this i'm insane it's it's just a thing
0: watch a fucking playthrough then
1: i actually might at this point
0: yeah and also support your local let's players yeah like us more danganronpa coming soon
1: and if you're interested in uh die i mean we've got more of it (laughs) yeah it's coming baby please advertise it to your friends family loved ones people who hate you everybody Please.
0: Yeah, and so also final thing from the main uh, show was the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the second entry in the Final Fantasy VII remake trilogy, because apparently it takes them three games to make one game.
1: Dude, there was so much lore back in the day.
0: <laughs> but yes, yeah. so this is I but believe. I thought
1: it was When did it get changed
2: to three games? I thought it was only going to be two games.
0: I think I thought it was it was originally only going to be two, but then they realized oh we can do more.
2: Yeah, there's going to be 3. But, but but that was a lot more over but that's that's still a lot better than the presumed 16 games that the fan base was expecting. Christ. Because they're like, "Well, that's how long it's going to take to go through 7 Story."
1: 7 Story was pretty fucking intense.
2: Yes, it was.
0: But yeah, so Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be coming out um in early 2024 for PS5, and I believe it's going to be I believe it's I believe it's like in terms of relation to the original game. This starts like when the when like the world opens up. Yes, it does. Okay, I have never played Final Fantasy Seven. Uh,
2: the The implicate the implication from what the trailer shows is that the game is going to go from when the open wo- when the world opens up, which is three th- three to five hours into the game, depending on.
1: In the original game.
2: In the original game,
1: because the yeah. first the first game in the remake is the full game. Yeah. Boy, how you use it a lot of game too. Yeah.
0: And also, stupid fucking thing that happened. So Jeff Keeley on stage was talking about was like was like it was like in between segments, uh, getting ready, getting ready to, to the next thing, and he had to do like a sponsor plug because you know they're sponsored,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and started talking about like it's like hey, speaking of Final Fantasy, everyone's like oh fuck yeah, it's like it's like everyone calm down, DoorDash. It literally, like, led into a DoorDash ad saying, speaking of Final Fantasy.
1: That's funny as
0: hell. It's the funniest fucking thing ever.
1: I mean, speaking of Final Fantasy, Ray Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, we're not spawn. Speaking of Final Fantasy, we're finally giving out those you can eat pizza mods in Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> you heard about that? No, I like d- I years back. No, it was years back in Final Fantasy XI. They had a Grubhub sponsorship, where like if you could, or if you like bought pizza through Grubhub, you would then get a code in order to be able to add an emote to your character, where they could eat a slice of pizza.
2: In Final Fantasy XI.
0: Final Fantasy XI, I believe.
2: Because Final Fantasy XI was like, I think before Grubhub existed.
0: I don't, I don't remember if it was eleven or fourteen. It was one of the two. I mean-
2: I mean Final Fantasy 11 is still going so I guess it's theoretically possible but it's kind of been eclipsed by 14. <laughs> I, I don't know I haven't act- I've never actually played 11.
0: Okay no it is 14.
2: Yeah it is uh, yeah, 14. Okay, like 14. I, I was ju- while you guys were discussing it I was just Yeah I
0: I, I knew it was I knew it was like an earlier thing but I didn't remember if it was 14 or like
1: Like I, was, I, I was love good. pizza as much as the next guy. That's all I had to say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway from there the Xbox showcase so, so, start from that. <laughs> oh, you're excited. You have a PC now. You can play some of these.
1: Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> like all I ever see from Xbox anymore is, "Hey, sports game," <laughs> and then I'm like, "Why would I play that?
0: I don't. I don't play real sports anymore." Well, hey, good. And I know you. that's not true, but. Yeah. Well, hey, good for you. The only sport mentioned here was uh, Forza.
1: I actually kind of like those games.
0: <laughs> well, then, hey, stop fucking complaining. I say as we go into complaining. But no, so uh, new trailer for the fi- new trailer for the new Fable. Ooh, it. I I do not know what to say about that because that trailer was entirely pre-rendered. Uh. but hey, Richard Ayawade is in it. <laughs> that name means something to some people. Moving on. Uh, new Star Wars game. Who cares? I do. Okay, it's called Star Wars Outlaws. You play yeah, as... It looks really interesting. It it looks to me like just a fucking Star Wars game.
1: Okay, so it's a point-and-click RPG. No, no, no. It's a racing game. No, 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 no. It's a flight sim with shooting. No, 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 no. It's a Souls-like.
0: Okay. I know you I know you love Star Wars. I don't.
2: I'm surprised you're still hanging in there.
1: Oh no, the movies fucking suck. Right now the shows are where it's at.
0: Eh. I dropped off a of Mandalorian after the fucking
1: I'm not talking about Mandalorian. Mandalorian is boring. <laughs> I'm talking about Andor.
0: I never got around to Andor cuz I was too turned off by Mandalorian.
1: <laughs> well, that's the problem. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I watched Mandalorian and then they said, like, how do I get into the sunken city? It's beneath the Civic Center. That was fucking hilarious. Just Katie Sackhoff in full cosplay, just lounging on a stone chair in the middle of nowhere. In an empty room. But yeah, Star Wars Outlaws, it's... You're an outlaw. You're fucking running around doing jobs. It looks somewhat open world. I don't know how open world they don't, they didn't get into a whole, it was a very guided experience. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, showed off a bit more of a Senua Saga, Hellblade 2. I'm interested in it. Like, I, I don't have like super, I'm not super invested in the Senua's series, but eh, Senua's fucking Hellblade 1 was pretty good. Hellblade 2 looks interesting. Cool.
1: I've never played any of the Hellblade yeah, games I, so I, I don't I have no idea
2: what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, they're they're uh they are technically now a series of somewhat actiony games which is, which is uh, featuring a female protagonist that is currently going through a dementia-induced psychotic breakdown. Ah. And that's kind of where the unique selling point is because it is it's like a lot of like internal monologue with like 17 different voices going off at once, minor hallucinations happening here and there. They got like a person who really knows about like dementia and the way it like manifests in the way it like manifests in people and had them serve as like a creative consultant on making sure they showed dementia or whatever the condition is accurately. Well, as accurately as they can in a video game. It was interesting. Gameplay was Fine. Nothing agreed. but been nothing to write home about either.
1: Honestly, I'll take that these days. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's usually either it's fine or it's a broken mess.
0: Yeah. Uh, they showed off a bit of a vowed, uh, which is a new um, first person RPG coming from Obsidian. I don't have much to say about it. Uh, Clockwork Revolution, a new steampunk RPG. Uh, feeling very much in the... Um, and like the Bioshock infinite kind of school of thought and school of like design and look for everything. Uh oh, sh- okay. Yeah, didn't show off much. They only showed off what they called a pre-alpha sneak peek. Which was, hey, here's what the world looks like. And also time stuff is happening. But that's about it. Uh, from there, Persona. Specifically, two and a half Personas. What? So, first up, Persona 3 Reload.
2: Yeah, we knew this was coming for a while, actually. Yes, we did. Leaked, this, 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 this is our
0: yeah, this is our first time like getting a look at it, though. Uh, which is it looks like they are very much going for the like Persona 5 visual style for it, because like all the menus and like the like the combat menus and everything, it looks very Persona 5.
2: Which is which is. A contentious point because people are like, uh five's five's flashy interface doesn't really suit the story of three. Yeah, no, it's not, yeah. more
1: of a slow paced detective
2: kind of story.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh also it's only Persona Three.
2: Yeah, that's another that's another complaint. They're not there's no uh there's none there's none of the additional stuff from Portable like the girl Protag, and there's nothing from the stuff from Persona 3's initial re-release. Yeah, from Fez. Are you so, serious? Yeah, yeah it's so, just, so, ba- it so just like, it's just it's just base Persona 3.
1: I'm gonna stick with my re-release that I got. So so yeah, so the, so the I mean it may be the shittiest version, but
2: so, so so the attitude between a lot of the Persona fans is either well, what's the point if they're not if they're, it's it's still not a definitive version of the game and or well, I guess I'll just wait for the re-release re-release of this.
0: I'm assuming it's going to be like DLC,
2: which will presumably have Vault. Yeah, maybe.
0: I don't know. I I never got around to playing. Like, I never got around to finishing Persona Three. I played the PSP version of it, which it was so stripped down for a lot of the stuff. Like any anything that wasn't the dungeons were just it was just a visual novel.
2: Everything everything suffered from having to be, you know, on the PSP. Yeah. So like the. The uh, the PlayStation Two version is a lot better, but again, like you can already play that version. It's it's just I, I mean I guess it's just for modern audiences who like want a faster paced RPG or who who only started with Five and can't get into playing a game that's almost twenty years old.
0: Yeah, that, that's probably what it is because Five brought in a lot of people.
2: Five was awesome. I loved Five. Five was fantastic.
0: But... Yeah, Five was fantastic. I want to play Five Royal.
1: Oh it's so good. It's so good.
0: Yeah. I also want to play the Persona 5 fucking Dynasty Warriors game.
1: I have yet to I own that already, but I have yet to actually play that. Like I got it as a freebie. Yeah. So I was like, I'll play that, and I haven't have yet. To play.
0: But yeah, so that's coming out in uh early 2024. The second Persona thing is Persona 5 Tactica.
2: Oh yes. lord. Yes, that was was a what the what the yes, the
0: uh chibi tactics version with persona 5 Uh, characters. No, I believe that I I believe everyone was like persona q. Uh, yeah,
2: there's persona q and persona q2, which were like a skin of idrian odyssey.
1: Yeah, my love my 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 wife loves those.
2: Using chibi uh, persona characters, My,
1: my wife adores those games. But it was
2: character, well, the first game was just three and four, and then the second game was five, three, and four mostly five, because three and four kind of are played out at that point. My
1: wife also adores that tree in
2: Odyssey, so... i oh. Yeah. Like.
0: Yeah, so... This seems to be the same kind of thing as that.
2: Yeah, basically. It's like your team has been... Your team has, has been uh, mysteriously transported from almost at the end of the game to this fantasy world where they have to get out of it.
0: Yep, now go do stuff.
2: Woo! Well, yeah. save the wild and it's still just the t- it's still just the crew from their vanilla game yep although they have they have confirmed that akechi and uh Kasumi will be added as dlc which uh kind of I mean, so it's, frustrating it's, i mean it sucks but i suppose it's better than strikers where they just weren't in, the, in it at all <laughs> and they were just yeah. like yeah no they're not coming in yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're, fuck no, they're, they're not coming we didn't we didn't that was done by another team we don't care about that game
0: yep and then the final half persona thing, metaphor refantasio.
2: Oh, I was I was just about to bring that up. Okay, it's, the fuck is that? So uh, it's pers- it's Persona Six, except it's not, not Persona. Yes,
0: yeah, so so it is. So it is a new RPG coming from uh, Katsura Katsura Hashino, the director of Three, Four, and Five. Yes, and it's more traditional fantasy, at least in time period.
1: Okay, I could get behind this.
0: Yeah, um... Apparently, uh, the, in like a, a statement from Hashino, when I think about the themes explored in past SMT and Persona games, the story always tie back to how people should live their lives in the present day. But that was an idea we really wanted to capture here too. So, rather unabashedly, we decided on Metaphor as the title for the game. Uh, with, uh... With the direct with Tashino also saying that Atlas wants Metaphor to be a third pillar RPG for the company alongside Persona and SMT. I'm
1: gonna play the shit out of that. Yeah, of course I'm we are. Gonna, I, I was gonna say it, look, it looks really good. It looks really good. The name is the really stupid. Shit out of that.
0: It looks it looks great. It looks like it looks like Persona. It is an awful fucking name. Yeah. Literally every single person I saw who read that name. Was immediately confused. Is what the fuck am I looking at?
2: Anyway, this the, and this is the reason we haven't had Persona Six yet because everybody's been working on this. <laughs> Persona Five Royal isn't that far back for the last. No, uh, no, but I I'm mean, gonna play
1: me some Persona Five after we're done
2: here. No, but I mean the the original Persona Five came out in like 2016.
1: You guys have inspired me to play replay Persona Five. <laughs>
2: I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. You uh, really had to Persona- twist your arm to get
1: it. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, you per- did.
2: I'm just saying. Persona Four came out a year after Persona Three, so like these long gaps. Yeah, are...
1: but it also came out in an era where you could make a video game in a year, like somewhat realistically, and not have it be a hot garbage fire. Yeah, we need to get back to that.
0: Well, I feel like feel like that. Getting back to that. Getting back to that is getting back to way more crunch.
1: Yeah, getting back to that is getting back to just never treat your workers well. Yeah, no. That's what that
0: is. Yeah. Beat the fuck out of them. And also, let's maybe remove all this downloadable stuff, because then then we won't have the incentive to just release everything downloadable when we finish the game. Well, finish. When we can play through one level of the game without it fucking just bricking our computer, that's when we know it's done. What about the other levels? Fuck you. They'll get there. Yeah. We'll get him there eventually. It's called patching. Yeah. Don't you guys have internet? (laughs) That's fucking...
2: Some people don't.
0: That Blizzard fucking... That BlizzCon keynote thing was the most fucking... I still think about that sometimes.
1: Yeah. I just got mad. (laughs) That's why I just was silent. I was just mad. It just doesn't make any sense to be mad, but I was. I was just angry.
0: Yeah, so, uh, also shown off at Xbox, then kind of furthered on in the Capcom uh, thing, Uh, Kanitsugami, Path of the Goddess. I have no idea what the fuck this game is, but it looks cool as hell. It's like this, uh, it's like a third-person melee action combat thing that has, like, strategy elements into it, um, and it's a lot of just, like, very interestingly designed Japanese classical monsters. Like, I'm going to send you an image, uh, that just kind of screenshot from the trailer. It's like,
1: oh, that is so cool,
0: right? It looks really fucking cool. And like the gameplay of itself looked, looked also pretty solid. I can't remember what people were excited about thinking it was before the title got dropped, but no, it just looks like a new IP that looks interesting, but old IP stuff. Um, show up a bit more about ghost trick uh the remake of that i'll the remaster of ghost trick phantom detective coming to switch xbox one ps4 pc and that's it on june 30th so next friday at time of recording
1: i know some people who are super hyped for that i'm super so hyped for they, that well i already have it on the uh ipad so <laughs> <laughs> i still have the old version
0: yeah i don't yeah, it's, a, a,
1: it's so much fun.
0: Yeah, around the time the game was coming out, I had already sold my third DS at that point, point. and I've God always Dad
1: sells his uh, gaming stuff so he can buy food. Yeah, help us, please.
0: Yeah, and I also uh, never owned Apple products, pretty much I mean, since.
2: I mean, I, I could give you my crappy old DS if you want. No, nah, I'm good. Just ship it up to Canada. Yeah, no, I, I feel think, I don't think I don't think you'll be able to sell it for much.
0: It would also be more economical to just buy a new, a brand new inbox old thing uh, that is but that will be for you to ship
2: it probably. yeah
1: shipping to canada is expensive
0: <laughs> it's a nightmare but yeah so getting getting this out on pc i might actually get a chance to play it i fucking love the ace attorney games even the ludicrous awful ones so anything new shoot to kumi i'm fucking down for even if it is like a decade old and speaking of more shoot to kumi um apollo justice ace the ace attorney apollo justice trilogy is getting a thing Ooh.
1: I haven't gotten to play those yet because they were on a system that I didn't have anymore when they came
0: out. Yeah, so it'll be Apollo Justice Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, Dual Destinies, and Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, Spirit of Justice. Uh, all getting um, redone and re-released on the Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC for early 2024. Also apparently translating them into seven languages.
1: Well, that's nice. Give more people an option to understand... Why Edgeworth is everyone's bay. I hate you. <laughs> you choose to be my friend.
0: I do. But yeah, and they also show off a bunch of uh, some more Dragon's Dogma 2. Which, hey, that looks like Dragon's Dogma. It looks like a Japanese take on Western fantasy and kinda janky.
1: Yeah. That's a pretty accurate description of Dragon's Dogma.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Ubisoft had a thing. Apparently, they're still making Avatar games. And I mean, Avatar. The Last
1: Airbender or James Cameron. The Blue People.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, Blue Cat People. Because, yeah, they have Avatar um, Frontiers of Pandora. Which, based on the gameplay trailer, I think that's just a far cry with Blue People.
1: Oh, so it might actually be fun, unlike all of the other Avatar games.
0: Uh, it might be uh, depends on how sick of the Far Cry uh, thing you are marginally. Like, did you like? Did you think of playing Far Cry Six?
1: Yes, because it, I got a free copy.
0: Okay, if you get a free <laughs> copy of this, you might think about playing it.
1: Well, I I've, I recently replayed Far Cry Four, and then remembered why I hated Far Cry Four. <laughs> Hey, guys, when you make a video game, don't make me the villain.
0: I feel like that's an exclusively you thing.
1: I don't have fun being told that, hey, none of your decisions matter. Every option is a bad one.
0: That's less playing like a villain more life. being in a bad situation.
1: Yeah, it is. It, it It is. And I don't play video games to remember that the world sucks. Okay. Sorry, it's a it's a frustration with that because I enjoy everything else about the game, just not the story.
0: Okay. Uh so yeah. Uh, what else they got at Ubisoft? Um, some fucking PvP shooter that people seem to like. Uh, they showed off more. Sh- this is where they kind of showed off the full gameplay stuff of uh, Prince of Persia: Lost Crown, and that's where everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that looks fucking." Gnarly as hell. I love it. Uh, The Division is apparently still a name people care about. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, With uh, The Division Resurgence being shown off here, a mobile spinoff. Oh. Skull and Bones, they reminded us that still exists. For those who don't remember, which I'm assuming from the lack of responses, you guys. uh, Skull of Bones is the so, you remember in, so remember in remember um, in Assassin's Creed 4 all of, like the pirate ship stuff? Mm-hmm. Take that, make it its own game. That's Skull and Bones.
1: Oh, that'll be great. Cuz the yeah. pirate ship stuff was the best part say, of Assassin's the, Creed like, 4. People like the pirates, the pirate ship stuff.
0: Yeah, people I love the pirate best ship stuff. part of that game. Yeah, and people have been interested in Skull and Bones since they announced it I think like f- fucking like 7 years ago.
1: Uh, they're probably just waiting on a better engine to make water
0: No. I don't think so. I think they're just dragging their ass. Because, like, they have an in-house engine. Oh, yeah. So, the game began development in 2013. So, 10 years ago. Fucking Christ. I think at that point, like, it just... Yeah, I think with, like, that development, people just started joking that uh, Black Flag, like, sorry, that Skull and Bones is, like, vaporware at this point. I mean, the same thing happened to Duke (laughs) Nukem?
2: It's another Duke Nukem forever. Oh, God. You're not
1: being favorably
0: compared, people. Good Lord.
1: That's not a good sign.
0: Yeah, so they are going to be having a closed beta this August. Uh, To, like, I guess stress test things, and it is currently set for release during the 2023-2024 fiscal year with, uh, with a re- release planned for uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, Windows, and Amazon Luna. Uh the Amazon fuck
1: is Amazon Luna?
0: It is a cloud gaming platform hosted by Amazon. Lord. Yeah. A version was apparently also planned for Stadia, but then that got shut down, so
1: they're taking over everything.
0: Soon we no soon don't like, yeah.
1: don't worry it won't be any good.
0: Yeah, it's cloud gaming. For those that don't know what cloud gaming is, someone else has good. a comu- someone else has a computer that that they then stream to you with all the latency that comes with streaming information to, across the internet. Uh Assassin's Creed stuff. I got a bunch of that. I got Assassin's Creed Nexus, which is like their Weird VR thing. I don't know. VR, I can never, I can never believe that VR is serious. I can never believe VR is an actual step forward in any capacity.
1: I've played it. Currently, it's not.
0: Like, it just seems like a gimmick.
1: Currently, it is.
0: Yeah, every, every, like, good thing I've heard about, about, um, like, VR stuff is, hey, this feels like a game. Which I, I mean, feel like, which I feel like, like is we're like the, the best thing I VR. can say
1: about VR is it maybe do some cardio, and that's it.
0: Yeah, but like if I wanted, if I wanted cardio, I'd just get like Switch Ring Fitness or whatever. I've been debating getting that actually. And then if I get that, I'll also have the other games on the Switch.
1: Yep, I wait. I won't deny it. I wasted money on VR.
0: Yeah
2: was it
1: fun? Yes, what I played was fun. Oh, okay. But basically um I should have gotten the version that connects to the computer <laughs> instead of the standalone version. Yeah. Because like I was told that I could do everything on that version on the standalone version that I could on the console ver- on the plug-in version, but it's not true. And you believe the marketing. <laughs> I, I I didn't believe the marketing. I believed the fucking guy who seemed like a decent soul and turned out to be a lying bastard. Because I, th- I was told that, by a guy in the store.
0: Yeah, that guy's just marketing. Fucking hate him. <laughs> like, he, he, was try- he was trying to get a fucking sale out of you, dude.
1: I wasted money. They're like vultures.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, so they got that, and they also got Assassin's Creed, codenamed Jade, which is the new mobile game coming out. So if, I guess if you feel like mobile Assassin's Creed... Uh oh fuck does anyone I don't know there's a thing I wanted to mention I fucking forgot about it as part of like the part of all this it was mentioned during the um, Microsoft thing it's called South of Midnight it's a it's a game uh, from compulsion who are the we happy few people oh yeah and it is a like deep south lore kind of thing where you're nope. like I know you're from the deep south but I'm from Canada <laughs>
1: Yeah, everyone else. You guys feel free to enjoy. I have to live with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like I started out with like this like woman uh, coming up, coming off like coming like like a dude playing an acoustic guitar, and the dude was like giant and had like half his face fucked off, and like this massive monster appeared behind her. I have no idea what the fuck the game is about, but the visual style is kind of what sold me on it because it it looks like the like the models for the characters are either like clay based or like wood carved based. Then it had like the animating on twos thing that the uh, Spider-Man movie does. Mm. So it looked really fucking cool. But I have, but again, no idea what the game's going to be, because all we saw was the CG trailer. And We Happy Few took a few years to be playable. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, tempered expectations, but still, I'm interested to see where they go with that. And then Nintendo also recently had their uh, Nintendo Direct... Which, from what I remember of that, was new Super Mario Brothers uh, platform or Super Mario Wonder, where you can turn into an elephant.
2: Yes, I saw the elephant Mario.
0: Yeah, and everyone freaking the fuck out about that. I'm assuming there's, I'm assuming there's, I'm assuming there's a non-zero number of videos of people seeing that happen, them pausing the video and sniffing his feet.
1: Probably. What? what?
0: People like sniffing feet.
1: Why? Why or Why? Why? Are because
0: the internet has allowed people to be horny on main and they are using that opportunity. Uh, there is also going to be a full remake of Super Mario RPG from the Super yes, Nintendo.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I so hap- fucking I was, Lee. I was so happy when I saw that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is the most excited I've heard you guys maybe ever.
2: Super Mario RPG was
1: one of the best Mario RPGs. It was, it was also the first one. Yeah, <laughs> it was. The, it was the first RPG I ever played, and I honestly didn't think we were ever gonna see anything like it again. I was like, but if yes, they're remaking it, that might mean sweet, that means like, oh, yeah, yes, it yes. is. That, so mean, good.
2: that yeah. means uh, that. Assuming Square and, and Nintendo are I mean, they were already kind of friends before, but it's like, yay, we'll see Geno and Mallow again. Yay.
0: Yeah, from what we've yeah, from I mean, what it's, we've, uh, it's
1: not Super Mario RPG without Gino and Mallow.
0: Yeah, so from from what was shown. Seems like it's gonna be a full remake, ground up. Um it's gonna have uh it's gonna have like a 3D graphics and some three D movement, but the gameplay of it, like the actual like RPG elements, seems like it's just going to be the like isometric top down that it was in the original. Good. That's what it should be.
2: Except there seems to be some new uh things that were implemented into the battle system but still
0: uh-huh uh, looks like
2: it's gonna be more or less close to the original
0: yeah also uh yoko Shimomura who did the music for the original game let coming back with a fully newly arranged uh, soundtrack for this game
2: fuck yes
0: so yeah and that was the things i remember and were mentioned by other people for summer game fest
2: uh oh there's one more thing on nintendo direct oh go which, ahead I would, which i caught but you guys probably wouldn't care uh, they're they're re, re they're re remaking Star Ocean two for some reason.
0: Oh yeah i I remembered seeing that. I remember I remember I mentioned I had a note of that, and then I went back and looked at my i made a, I made a note of that in my head, then forgot about
2: it. Which is, is re remake? Is there a cry for Star Ocean two remakes? Star well, Star Ocean two is the most popular of the games, so then I might have to try it. That's why it's 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 weird because like it uses it uses the the same like kind of chibi sprites from the original PS one version, but like over this really modern looking backdrop, which I guess is kind of what uh, some other Square Enix games have done lately. Yeah, that's that's
0: kind of been their like new. It's kind of been their new like modern take on the old stuff with like um like a uh, fucking what is it? Uh, Octopath Traveler.
2: Yeah. So.
0: It's a great fucking look.
2: It does, it does. It looks pretty good. It works. So, but it was because they remade, uh, they remade Star Ocean One, and then just kind of stopped. So, except Star Ocean was just just basically a straight port of the PSP version, where this is completely brand new. So,
0: yeah, this was originally released on PlayStation, then released on PSP, then PS4 and Vita, then PS3. And now we have the second story R, which is for Switch, PS4, PS5, and Windows.
2: I mean I play it again. It's, it's a good game. I like it. I like Star Ocean 2. There's there's a reason it's one of the most popular games, is It's because it's argu- a good game. It's yeah, it's always uh, arguably the game with the best story and characters.
0: I will take your word for it.
2: Yes. I'll probably play it.
0: I might check it out i've I've never like i said i've never played star ocean thing so maybe jumping into the second one will be a bad idea but i don't care
2: no nah, i mean it tells you all you need to know about the first one and there's such a there's such a huge there's such a huge time jump between all the games so like there's,
1: there's a massive disconnect between each of the games you can basically you could really game. play any game in yeah star ocean series
0: is it like a Final Fantasy where it's like each is an independent story that has like similar themes throughout? But
2: no, it yes. is, no, it does. Well, yeah, no, it does take place in the same universe, but so does just, all the
1: Final Fantasy. argue supposedly.
2: Well, okay, but I mean, the, the same universe in the same planets, is just like with hundreds of years between them.
0: Okay, that's except, that's except, what I was mentioning. Except, is it like is it like a contiguous story with like with like characters that carry over between? And you got to go like all right, in order to stand this, you got to go through this, this, and that.
2: Uh. No. No, well, I mean. The closest is one and two, which has like twenty a twenty year gap between them, and one of the minor NPC characters is a character from the first game. But even then, it tells you all you need to know. And with the later games, there's just hundred there's hundreds of years between them. Like you see characters' descendants, and sometimes you go to planets that, that is not...
1: always the trippiest part to me.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> sometimes you go to sometimes you go to planets like that you haven't been there in hundreds of years, and it's totally different. But like it's so it's not like the. it's not like Final Fantasy which just like takes place on totally separate planets with just you know recurring themes but yeah. still you could basically play any game and not need to know too much about it at a time
0: yeah and fucking production IG worked on that game too oh fuck that's it that's it that's a thing for me that's got me more interested to play this game than anything else because <laughs> I fucking love production IG for those who don't know, they're an anime studio.
2: Yeah, they did the anime cutscenes in the remake, I think.
0: Yeah. They also made Haikyuu, one of my favorite anime of all time. Oh, they also did Tails. What? Okay, I might have to look in Tails
2: now. Which one? Oh, yeah. The, actually, it's, speaking of Tails and Star Ocean, they're basically the same thing that sort of branched out into two separate franchises it's so
1: weird to me because like I love Star Ocean but Tails frustrates me.
2: Well <laughs> it's, it's the same thing as I said it's a JRPG except instead of turn based you move around.
1: Well already the battles
2: then. the battle screens and but like I, f- I forget which one came first but like they basically they created the one game for the Super NES and then they had some falling out with their original creator so they went and made a different, and they went. They went and made another game on the Super NES. Neither of which came out in America, by the way. Because
1: screw you, I'll make my own game with blackjack and hookers.
2: Yeah, basically, basically, but it, it it had the same general like kind of look and theme to it. With like, hey, there's voice acting, like not a lot, but you know more than the average Super NES game had at the time. And the battle system was the same thing of like it's it's a it's a random encounter jrpg except you can move around uh, yeah well yeah. uh,
1: in the uh it, like there are random encounters in both games if i remember still but i mean like, they, random, there's also monsters on map
2: it random i mean random encounters gradually got phased out but like for the both initial games they did have random encounters yeah yeah
0: okay what are the odds that they remove random encounters in the remix?
1: Honestly, probably since they're changing up the art style so much.
2: Yeah, it could be. It might. I, I didn't. I can't actually. I couldn't actually tell from the video if there uh, there were random encounters or not. Here well,
0: here's not. fucking hoping. Yeah. But uh, since I get you talking so much, Alex, what have you been playing?
1: What
2: have I been playing? Well, well wait, can
1: I'll we. There's know. one more thing I wanted to talk oh. about that's been announced, but we
0: didn't oh. talk about it. Okay. Right. Starfield. Right. Fucking Starfield. <laughs>
1: I, guess I, I don't know what that is. Completely
0: blanked on that.
1: It's Skyrim slash Fallout in Space.
0: Yeah, it's the newest because uh, it's from
1: Bethesda. Oh, I think I saw that.
0: Yeah, it's the newest Bethesda RPG thing. It has been described by the people at Xbox as their biggest game ever, which I can only assume means it will be broken for three years.
2: <laughs> yeah, Beth- is Beth- that Xbox Bethesda only? is not, not exactly uh has a great track record on Uh it like
0: is that. Xbox and PC. Okay. That's
1: how I'll play it, PC.
0: Yeah, Bethesda is owned by, I believe, Microsoft. Uh,
1: Yeah, they're owned by Microsoft now, aren't they? Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think this might be their first, like, uh their first thing with like Xbox fully backing them like as a as an owner. So hopefully that means they'll talk the company into releasing a finished game. Mm, Hopefully. Hopefully,
1: Microsoft is like, hey, yeah, no, you're not doing any of that releasing the buggiest thing ever and then patching it later because people love it anyway.
0: I'm not 100% on that because they did just release Redfall. Very true. But I guess we'll see. But, no, yeah, it... It's been literally described by the fucking director as Skyrim in space. It is... It is space as fuck. You are you are out in space. You're building your own spaceships. You are doing space stuff. You have grab drives. Apparently, I can't wait to see what they call lightsabers. Apparently, I would just I just I, I just I pulled the Wikipedia page for it. I've just been reading through it stuff. Apparently, they originally intended this in 1994 after they acquired the rights to make a game based on Traveller.
1: Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dead and I have been trying to play Traveler, and we gave up.
0: <laughs> yeah, nothing about gave the, the fuck up. Nothing uh, wrong with the actual mechanics of the game. We just kept fucking up character creation and getting frustrated.
1: We got so mad. Oh, my characters! Well, it's all the big thing about Traveler character creation is it's all dice based, and with my dice luck, dad was constantly like, "How the fuck is your character so good?"
0: Yeah, his character like plus three's across the board. Mine like one plus two. And yeah, that got me frustrated and then it was like, just kept looking through and it's like, right, we're going to flip like, like nine different pages in different parts of the book. Is this that? And where does this go? And what, what is this? How many skills do we have?
1: Why is there nothing listing
0: equipment properly? <laughs> it was frustrating and we just kind of gave up on it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, apparently another thing that kind of came in as they were developing the game was a theme they called NASA punk.
1: I I can actually see that from the trailers. One big thing that I have to say though is and this is something I'm as guilty of as everybody else. Yes. Temper expectations. This is a Bethesda game. Yeah. Like they're very good at showing all only the best sides.
2: It just works.
0: This is a game that will come out, probably be buggy as hell, and people who love it will strike down anyone who says it's buggy. Yeah. Remember Fallout 4?
1: Hey, I agreed with you. I loved that game, but I
0: agreed with you. No, I'm not talking about me. I remember there was a fucking bit from Rooster Teeth on their Fallout-sponsored podcast where they were all wearing Pip-Boys talking about other reviewers mentioning that the game is buggy and saying they were doing it for attention.
1: Yeah, that's, that's just not true. The game is buggy as fuck. The game is very buggy. The game was a technical mess. The game mess. is still a technical mess
0: to this day. I like did, I love it, but didn't they? I, I remembering like with their dialogue system, you know, big part of the big part of the fucking Fallout games dialogue. Didn't they fuck that up like royally by instead by instead of having like. So instead of having the options with the fully listing out what you say, it just has, hey, here's like a two-word description of what you're going to say, and then is that, is that what you thought it was? Oh, guess, guess what? Get I mean,
2: not, I mean not, not always, but there were a couple of times when... There were
1: a lot of instances in that game where it's like, where, hey, where I, I like, want to say this. Why is it
0: offensive? Well, yeah, that's and then, not
1: what I said.
0: Yeah, and then like fans had to mod in the fucking dialogue. The
1: dialogue properly, yes. Man, it's...
0: It's two different. It's two different camps with fucking. It's two different extremes with fucking uh, mods. It's like on the one hand, fixing the game for the developer. On the other hand, hey, let's put in a mem. Let's put in that fucking submarine that exploded looking for the Titanic. Someone did that in GTA Online.
2: Of course wow, they did. Uh, th- th- that's that guy works fast. Yeah, dude. That only happened like a Wait, couple th- that only Did like it
1: explode yesterday. or is it just missing? So. I think it imploded. No,
2: no, no, no. They're they're like they're like yeah, they're like yeah, pro- we're, they're like, we we, fi- we figured it probably uh was destroyed like when we heard the story, but we yeah, had to I, check.
0: Yeah, I think they found evidence of implosion.
2: Oh yeah. god, all those people. Also I mean th- I, I mean they're like they pr- they probably they were probably just gone before they even realized what was going on, so it's not like they suffered
0: well, they still suffocated. To death.
2: No, no, they imploded. Well,
0: was it? Was it full implosion? Did they like run out of oxygen, and then it imploded?
2: No, no, they're like they're like they're like based on this based on the stuff they saw. It seems like they just had a critical hull damage, and the ship just imploded in like seconds. They barely had any time to realize anything was wrong.
0: Um, Everything about this situation is a fucking nightmare.
2: I mean, it. I mean, it, it is. Yeah, but they're like it was over. It was over pretty quick. And they, oh. they knew pretty much right away that it was, it probably was destroyed, but they had to check first, and that's why they spent, like, three days combing the area. It's also
0: still very funny. Like, like all like all the initial reactions, people, like, seeing it, and then people, like, locking in on, like, the Logitech controller they use to control the submarine.
1: I'm going to just be horrified at what's happened. You guys,
0: like... We'll, we'll, we're done now. <coughs> I just saw that and wanted to bring it up, but, you know... The internet is full of ghouls. Who would have figured?
2: Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. Like we're all nightmare creatures. Yep. Like let's just acknowledge that right off the bat. Including me. I, I will not I have laughed at my fair share of death horrifying things. Just but the internet's full of nightmare monsters.
2: Oh, uh, yep. I mean I'm not I mean I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to go into that cuz that's a whole off-topic rant and not part of the podcast, but I mean that sub was pretty poorly designed. Yeah, oh, so yeah I'm, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just gonna say that, like, the guy was kind of dumb to, to try and go down and put yeah. that thing. But let, hey, let,
0: yeah, let's bolt everyone into this fucking unescapable steel tube.
2: You know, I mean they knew the risks, so
0: Did they though? They were pretty stupid.
2: They signed the waivers, so I'm going I'm going to assume they knew the risks and just give them a a anyway this isn't being,
1: horrifying real world news yeah. uh this is video game I, so.
2: I, I i'll ra- I'll, ra- I'll raise my glass then taking one for the adventurer's spirit and <laughs> move on
0: taking one for the adventurer's spirit uh, what people used to do i know man it's still it's just a it's a funny it's a very funny sentence you just said
1: I, moving on alex what you been playing
2: All right, so uh, well, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's been a while. So I get, let me let me think of what I've been playing in the last how long, however long it's been. All right, so Four in one of the and one of the Steam sales from a while back, uh, I ended up grabbing a bunch of games, specifically Final Fantasy Eight and Nine on Steam because oh, Final Fantasy Nine is great because I hadn't played them in years and my PlayStation no longer works. Eight is and a I, nightmare if and, you don't and know I,
1: exactly what you're doing, though.
2: And Yeah, and I couldn't get them to emulate without looking like crap. So I decided, all right, I'll actually pay money for this.
1: I'll pay money for one of the greatest RPG yeah,
2: franchises yeah. Like, ever yeah, invented. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll fork over 10 bucks for one of the greatest RPGs of all time.
1: Two yeah. of them, apparently.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I,
1: eight is okay. <laughs> the story for eight is really interesting. The gameplay... Could have used some work. Yeah, I think we
2: can agree on that. The hardest nine, thing eight, however, the hardest oh. thing with eight. Uh, I guess we'll start with eight since that's yeah first that's first in line. Uh, yeah, the hardest thing with eight is the stupid level stuff where it's like, yeah. hey, where hey, if you
1: it, know what you're doing, you could just break the game over your knee and make well, so it that if you, if
2: if if you know what you're doing, you could you could break the game over your knee without leveling, and if you level conventionally, the game actually gets harder.
1: <laughs> if you level conventionally, you can just screw yourself.
2: Because the enemies scale with you. What did yeah. I come
1: back to? Uh,
2: Final, Final Fantasy VIII.
1: F- the way to cheat Final Fantasy VIII is junctioning. If you learn about the junctioning system, you can become the most broken creature in all of existence. But if you play the game like a normal RPG, it gets insanely hard, insanely quick.
2: So in, in eight, the enemies scale with you which mean the the enemy scale with you and the stats you get from level ups are not, are not comparable to the stats to the stats enemies get from level up because the, the game is about uh the, it's basically you you draw magic spells from enemies which are the usual final fantasy spells and you conjunction them to your stats So the trick,
1: the big trick, uh, if I remember correctly, is you never actually win a fight that you don't have
2: to. You just draw magic from every enemy and run away. You draw magic and then you you either draw magic and you run away or you use an attack which converts into cards. (laughs) <laughs> because you because you get because you get no experience from that and playing the side card game in Final Fantasy 8 is a great way to get lots of stuff because yeah it's so
1: easy to break the game god
2: i'm going to have okay. to get that game and replay it just because, because of how easy it is to break because there's a there's a skill that lets you convert cards into useful things like magic or items or other such things like that so it's least, also essential to get the ultimate gear yes it is <laughs> So, but yeah. So, so basically, this the the ideal strategy for Final Fantasy VIII is uh, turn everything into cards, get no experience, and then just junction your stats and fight at like level ten. Uh, so do you I have to,
0: ever- like, so you have to like actually get to level ten to do that, or is it just no?
2: This kind kind of this <laughs> you kind can do it from you,
1: level one. But level ten sp- is about what you're gonna
2: get if you yeah, play yeah through level, the game. Yeah, level ten is about what you're gonna get if you fight the battles you can't escape from. Mm -hmm. which are there are a couple of them i however uh got careless and actually gained some levels oh the horror oh no you're so broken as hell so now i'm like like level 30 something and i'm like oh great now yeah but yeah but now now you gotta be like oh great now i gotta now i gotta grind the card game and spells to get junction to you know be comparable and plus it's just it's just annoying if if you don't want to like if if you just want to play through uh like, with, without being like, oh, it's a battle, all right, uh, draw, 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 okay, strategically run away. Yeah, if you want to play the game. If you want if you want to just actually play the game like an RPG, like, oh, there's a battle, kill it. Like, if you want to play the game, the game sucks. Yeah. However, the remastered version gives you the option of, of having cheats, like turning encounters off. <laughs> oh! Which I don't really like to do.
1: Yeah, because that's not fun. The point of an RPG is, in part, the encounters.
2: You can you can speed up the game though which helps. Okay, that's, that makes better. I'm going to say I'm going to say that's the one cheat I I often leave on because it's like
1: Yeah, I think I have Final Fantasy 9 on Steam, but I don't think I have Final Fantasy 10.
2: Yeah, there's 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 so there there's encounter there's encounters off. There's your HP is filled to maximum and you can use limit breaks which in most in Final Fantasy 4, I mean, uh Final Fantasy 8 to use limit breaks, you have to be almost dead.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then the commander which
1: commander. also means if you're smart about it, you can yeah. rig the system so you can constantly spam limit rigs Yes, yes, you, <laughs> you can
2: rig you can rig the system so your HP total is so much higher than your actual HP, it considers you almost dead.
0: Uh,
1: Final uh, Fantasy 8 is by far the most broken Final Fantasy yeah. game.
0: Yeah, it sounds
1: bad. The story's good. The gameplay is not.
2: The gameplay, yeah. The gameplay is is this, yeah. The story is fairly interesting. It's 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 the first Final Fantasy game to have characters that kind of look like actual people and not, you know, either chippy sprites or Final Fantasy sevens Lego people.
0: Okay, so you mean like in the like actual like gameplay and not just like pre rendered stuff? Because I yes. I remember in wasn't there like pre rendered cutscenes in seven that looked almost like they did in eight?
2: Yes. Okay. there were there are pre there, there are pre-rendered cutscenes and uh, FMVs but like the char- the character models look a lot closer in the, in the regular game version to those than uh, sevens were they look closer I would not say a lot closer yeah I mean a, a lot uh, clo- I mean closer and again they look they look realistically proportioned <laughs> not not Final Fantasy sevens blocky people.
0: Okay, Final that's Fantasy what you
2: Collection of bubbles.
0: Okay, that's what you meant. It they were they weren't bubbles. Those were fucking cardboard.
1: Okay, I I remember the fucking Gatling gun arm guy. He looks like a balloon. Yeah. And so does Cloud. Cloud looks like like he like he. You went up to a carnival and said, "I want an RPG hero." To the clown, and the clown's just like okay and twisted up a balloon and then stuck some cotton candy on top for the hair is, and see to to
2: especially you. weird in this in the scenes where cloud is like this there's, there's a scene where you go when you go into cloud's memories and it's represented by like a giant cloud like floating on the ceiling and it just looks like a parade balloon it does
0: i feel like there are way too many sh- like i'm looking at barrett sprite now and i feel like there's way too many sharp edges like his shoulders are like have like perfect right angles
1: Right, let's move on to the good one. <laughs> you got a good one too. Yeah.
2: Well, Final well, Fantasy. Well, 9. well, one final thing I say about the the eight uh, Steam version is that the character, the the main character models, look a lot better than they used to because they took they took them from the Dissidia, they took Squall's model from the Dissidia game and then redid the other characters to uh, to look similar. But that only applies to your party members. Oh
1: God. <laughs> so, oh, God, the nightmare is
2: real. So they, they look they look kind of uh, strange compared to the background and some of the other characters.
0: How weird. Why do these like seven people look like they're like seven generations later?
2: Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just
1: thinking about like how it must feel in world. <laughs> like, oh, look at me and my fabulous hair. Square. cat.
0: No. No, i I'm, Imagine. imagining it's like a...
1: Oh, if they use like the debug attack or something because there's there's an attack in a game that de- downgrades your sprites <laughs> and they got downgraded to the original Final Fantasy 8 sprites that'd be hilarious God, I'm just
0: imagining it like that one episode of the Twilight Zone where, where where like that one woman is like oh god I'm hitting us aren't I and you ever see anyone's face they get to the end it's just a bunch of pig people and two hot people
2: mm-hmm. it's, it's like much, it's a bunch of ugly people it's like oh no
0: yeah it's like that where these people are like are like just like way better looking, but because the world is ugly, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? What is wrong with us? It's like looking at the uncanny valley in real life. That's what it would be. It would be like, hey, here's everyone else, and then here's people that God, ostensibly look like us, but aren't. It'd be such a nightmare. That. I want to hold on to that idea for later.
1: I want to write a story about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm
0: thinking.
2: What, what have I done?
0: You've inspired creativity, Alex.
2: Oh no, <laughs> you've done it so, again, you dumb fuck! I've inspired ne- greatness.
1: Next, you, yes. we're going to talk about one of the best RPGs of all time.
2: Yes, the the, the story-wise and gameplay-wise. Yes, good old Final Fantasy IX.
0: Does it have random encounters?
2: Yes. Yes, it does.
0: Bleh, six but out of ten.
2: But you can turn them off. Oh,
1: <laughs> in the in the modern remake, in the modern remake, okay, yeah, in the
2: modern one, you can you can you, you can uh, you can turn them off.
0: Well, alrighty then. I might have to check this one yeah. out then.
2: So you know, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's, it's not it's not yeah. I they, they, despise I, I, I,
0: random I, encounters, people.
2: Yeah, I, I i i think I think a lot of people do because just about every Final Fantasy like remake has been like, you want to turn the random encounters off. You want, you want to turn the random encounters off and get buffs and just play the story? All right, fine. Go ahead. <laughs> you, you filthy casuals. <laughs> filthy casuals.
1: <laughs> I, honestly, I'm the, the same camp as the Final Fantasy game. Like, But you gotta have random encounters. That's
2: how it's it works. Like, Fuck like you. You, like, like you don't, you don't want to grind levels and fight the random encounters and do it the way we did in the old days. You're All not right, going to spend
1: 100 hours just trying to get to level 50? What's wrong with you? Eat
0: my ass, fucker.
2: Well, the funny, ass, ass eaters. well, there's a the funny thing about final fantasy nine. Uh, if you want the, the, uh, the super secret thing, you have to, you, you have to get to the end of the game in 12 hours.
1: Oh yeah. I remember that. That was one of the things that turned me off when that was I was like, playing that,
2: that was like, well, that, that, that was like, that's like the ultimate challenge of the game at the time is basically, uh, yeah, you want, if, if you, uh, if you beat the game in twelve hours, which back back in the day was very hard and required you to like actively open the PS, the the PlayStation uh, cover to skip through cutscenes to buy yourselves more time, and was outright impossible in the PAL version unless you were like gaming Jesus because of how it was sped up.
0: <laughs> God, gaming Jesus.
2: Yeah. And and if you basic if you basically skipped basically all of the fun stuff to get to the end, you were rewarded with a sword. It's the best. It's the best sword in the game.
1: But you know. And if I remember, like this game doesn't have New Game Plus.
2: It does not have New Game Plus. No. Yeah. So fuck that. <laughs> so it's and it's 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 really it's really not worth. It. I, I, uh,
1: I hate rewards like that.
0: Your final reward for doing everything is a sword you can't use.
2: I mean, you can use it to kill the final boss. Oh, wow. And the optional boss, which you probably will, which will probably be massively under level for because you rush through the game. So you might need that sword.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it was never going to do that challenge.
2: No, it was, it, it was literally back in the day. They're like, we just, we just put in there for bragging rights. I'll just lie. So, yeah.
1: I however, wrote my save file with a fun playthrough. Sorry.
2: However, you can speed up this game, which means uh, it's a lot easier to actually do that this time.
1: Speed it up. Turn off encounters. Run straight speed, through.
2: Yeah, you speed you speed, you speed up the game, but the game clock doesn't compensate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's using the if you want to use the cheats, it's a lot easier to. Uh... People have also uh, I noticed there's an awful lot of mods for uh, Final Fantasy IX on the PC version. That doesn't surprise me. And uh, one, one yeah, one of the mods is to like they give it to you if, if you get 100% completion instead. Which is I could see that. Probably better. It's
1: still lame cuz you're never going to use it, but Actually, that's one big why I'm a big proponent of New Game Plus. Cuz you get all the best shit when you beat the game, but you never get to use any of it.
0: okay
2: i mean yes yeah but, it, you know. i i get
0: i get that it's a i don't know i i've never been to, i've never been like a big uh fucking what is it uh never been a big like a uh, new, new game plus guy just because like i beat the game i'm
2: done usually uh we well, usually when i play new game plus i'd very deliberately don't use the stuff i gathered because like well it makes it too easy
1: you already did it the hard way.
2: I know, but I'm, but I'm like it's it's not it's not really just fun. Play it's a not, new game. Like it's, it's not fun to crush. Well, there is there are some games where like you have like you have to play new game plus in order to unlock certain things. Oh yeah, not I hate those. We're, we're just like, well, I have to play through the game on new game plus to for this optional boss to come out, but I don't want to just crush everything because that's no fun. So you know I'll just you know gift myself.
1: <laughs> so. Final Fantasy yes. 9 Final has Final the best Final story, best yes. characters. Yeah, and much. some of the best gameplay in the Final Fantasy series. <laughs> like honestly, they could have stopped at 9.
2: <laughs> they could have stopped at 9. They
1: they should have stopped at 9.
0: Well, so here's the question then. Um like with the remasters on Steam and stuff, how do they actually run on modern computers?
1: Pretty well. Pretty good. The Final Fantasy 9 remaster
2: runs pretty well. I've only I played not, that one. I have not I have not had uh, any any problems. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's my main uh, I think. Thing I, with think all of this. I think.
2: I think. When it first came out, it was a little glitchy and crashed a couple of times, but that was like a couple of years ago. They fixed that. I never had an issue. So yeah, it, it, ran, it ran. great, which is surprising,
1: even if, even on my old brick of a PC.
2: Yeah, because my computer is not great, and it, yet it still ran it fine. Florida
0: well, right, then that is. I guess because they're they were. Cheap, I guess I guess because they were released great. before like the new model of, and hey, just release it, we'll fix it later.
1: They're they're cheap, they're great, they're worth the price. Yeah. Well, one of them is. <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII depends on if you like janky messes. Which I do, to a certain extent. Yeah. All right then, anything else I'm i am playing?
2: playing? So, while, and while I was getting, while I was, uh, as, as I said, uh, during one of their sales, I just grabbed a bunch of games that were really cheap. Another one that I played uh, way well, n- not back in the day, but like a couple years ago, was uh, the Digimon Cyber Sleuth game. Oh, I love that game! In oh, yeah? fact, if, uh, if, in fact, uh, before this comes off, I have a I have a uh, sort of tale of woe backstory, if you will. <laughs> uh, so, a couple months ago, I felt like I felt like playing Cyber Sleuth again because it was fun, and I enjoyed it. So I, I dug out my Vita. Because I had a Vita, because somebody on eBay was selling it ridiculously cheap, because there was a minor crack in the screen. <laughs> I believe I've explained the story before.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: So he he sold it to me for like thirty bucks, and I was like, "All right, school." 30, thirty bucks. Thirty bucks.
0: That is ridiculous.
2: That's a good deal. Yes, it was because he's like, "Well, it's, the screen's cracked, so nobody's going to want it." And I'm like, "I can ignore that; it's fine."
1: I would. I would have bought that i'd have bought it for 50 in a heartbeat
0: i wouldn't have because it would have bothered me
2: i mean when the screen is on you can't even see it
0: i know it's there
2: (laughs) so
1: i'd I'd have gotten some of the uh window repair crack filler put it in (laughs) just got it because i've done that to a cracked phone screen before it worked perfectly
0: was it a touch screen though no that's the thing
1: is the vita a touch screen
0: yeah
2: Yes, it is. Oh, okay. It's touchscreen. Touch yeah, touchscreen work fine.
0: It's a touchscreen and a touch back. They use that for one game and then never again.
2: But I, but I, I might have made a mistake in doing this because when I fired up my Vita the other day, well, not the other day, a couple of months ago. This is because I was. I've, I've been. I've been sitting on this story for a while. Um. And I I went to, I went to, and it said, can't detect memory card. Oh, no. And I was like, what? And I was like, yeah, it turns out the Vita memory cards uh, have a habit of just crapping out after a while.
0: Uh, Ah, the Vita.
2: So all of my Vita games are now useless.
0: Uh, Huzzah. Can
2: you not replace the memory card? I mean, I could, but I'd have to start all over again from the freaking beginning. And also, well, that
1: shouldn't be a problem for you. You hate New Game Plus.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really. uh, Well, funny that Cyber Sleuth is one of the few games where I was. I love the New New Game Game Plus on. I was okay with New Game Plus because it takes away a lot of the annoying locks on things, (laughs) like most of the good Digimon, which you are usually locked until the very end of the game, until post game. So so,
0: I'm just imagining, like, like. You know that game that you played before, like you talked about before, where you had to like restart it like nine times or whatever.
2: Yes, that was Star Ocean.
0: Yeah, Star Ocean. I'm just imagining you with like Vita memory cards now.
2: <laughs> I just, collect them.
0: <laughs> just every couple months, you gotta get a new one, and that, that one did the bricks itself. So you start to start your games all over again.
2: Well, no, it looks like it looks like my Vita is, is just done. <laughs> it's like I guess, like all right. I guess I won't be playing this again because people are like, yeah, the Vita's just don't. Yeah, the Vita's
0: just dead, dude. Memory.
2: Well, it's, it's not even the Vita's dead, as support. They're like, yeah, the Vita's just, the Vita memory cards just don't last. They weren't built to last this long.
0: <laughs> they were built to last exactly as long as the Vita was built to last.
2: Basically. So they were like, I was like, should I buy a new one? And they're like, well, I mean, it's honestly, that's probably going to give it on you in a few years, too. I'd suggest just, you know, never using the Vita again. Just call it a wash and get a good it. system. So I was like, oh, all right.
0: So how long? Vita lasted eight years. Yes, it did. It seems way too long.
2: And I bought mine in 2007. No, I mean, uh, well, not 2007. 2017. Okay. I was going to say, like, wait a minute, it wasn't around in 2007.
0: Yeah, I, remember the Vita TV?
2: I did, but I never got one because I actually had a Vita. Oh, so oh yeah, like, that I, was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: I got it because I wanted to, I wanted to have something that like could record Vita games. Without having to like hook up a Vita through weird fucking cables, and because I wanted to play that Persona Four dancing game without buying a Vita,
2: how was it?
0: It was a fucking Vita that you controlled with Dual Shocks. Couldn't do any of the touch games, but like, who the fuck played those? Like, I feel like I I feel like at that point
1: and putting it down.
0: Yeah, I feel like at that point, like people weren't really hankering to go like, oh yeah, I need to get the fucking true experience of Tearaway.
2: <laughs> need to have the full tactile experience.
0: Exactly. Gotta be able to push through the back of the fucking map and then be able to use that to make a new platform for you guys to jump across. That probably wasn't Tearaway, but I don't give a fuck. It's Tearaway. But no, yeah. Also, at the time, Vita was still decently priced. The v- VST was like 100 bucks. Let's so grabbed that, grabbed the Persona 4 game, grabbed I think the I think the Vita version of Sly Cooper Thieves in Time. Which that game was fine. Yeah, the whole, the whole Vita experience was a weird... It was a weird time for Sony, I think. Because, <laughs> like, the PSP was... Wildly successful, at least at least comparatively. Like they were, like the PSP, fucking had some staying power. I think.
1: Oh yeah, I know people who still play on their PSPs.
0: Yeah, were they playing on PSP Ghost?
2: I don't know what that is. I mean, I, I mean, my <laughs> PSP is kind of finicky. Last time, I, last time I plugged in I plugged into charge it, there was a spark.
0: Oh, that's so I, not good.
2: So I probably I saw so I was like all right I probably shouldn't use this anymore.
0: Yeah, probably not. But no, the PSP Go was the digital only version that had like the that had like the uh fucking what is it like the sidekick flip up screen.
1: Yeah, no, all the ones I know use jailbroken PS jailbroken PSPs.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like one guy custom ordered his from Japan.
0: <laughs> what what made them custom? What like what do they customize about it? Just like hey, I want to install oh, Android yeah. on this.
1: No, he it like they jailbroke it, and then they like put a custom skin on it, so it was like a custom Monster Hunter skin.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. But hey, you want to talk about fucking reliable formats? Let's talk about UMDs, baby. How <laughs> oh, fucking Christmas, <laughs> God. But anyway, like that system did reasonably well for like games, at least as they're as they're like hey take this on the go and watch movies on your PSP fucking no one did that
2: yes yeah, like oh, you 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 want you want to watch a movie uh on your PSP in really tiny uh with it on a really tiny screen you have to squint
0: yeah you want it's you like, want to watch uh, that movie in beautiful 272p
2: like, uh, no not really
0: well too damn bad but no i it's weird i had a PSP for like 4 years and before I got a cell phone, it was my primary MP3 player. Just walking around with that with that fucking thing in there, and then I had then I had like this like massive goddamn like metal case for it. So it was literally like walking around with like four cell phones tra- taped together in my one pocket. God. And they made the Vita, and it did nothing except disappoint. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, it. it I feel. It, I feel like it could have been something. And then it just didn't. I have no real idea why. Anyway.
2: Yeah. So. So I just yeah, so I I had to start Cybosoth in the beginning without new game plus. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Well all righty then. And that's about it. All right.
0: Alrighty, Cave, what do you got?
1: Oh well I've got two games really that I want to talk about. Um so I swore off the Lego games after a friend of mine used the force in LEGO Star Wars to throw me off of a building like ten times in a row.
0: Oh, you got one of those friends.
1: Yeah. His name's Bertie. <laughs> of course. <laughs> then I saw that Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga was like five bucks because it's on sale. And I was like, fine, I'll play Lego Star Wars if only to steal your ship models. Because I, I do, I like Lego. For anyone who doesn't know, I'm obsessed with Lego. Cave okay, made uh,
0: custom Lego molds of their Starfinder characters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it for, uh, Cursed Destiny because I'm not going to try and make Silas. Legos are already dangerous enough.
0: You're not going to try to make Galather.
2: Sorry, Galathur. <laughs> I guess you're to make an edgy spiked Scythe man. Yeah, I'm not making him. I could. Yeah. I'm not going to. He already <laughs>
0: made He already made an edgy um, teeth-based android soldier.
1: I actually have to modify his model <laughs> because of that. you got to add the teeth. But anyway, i got to add the teeth. <laughs> but anyway, um... So, I got Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, and I fucking love it. Like it even makes the boring and bad movies fun, which is not something I expected. I expected to get into the sequel trilogy and just be like, constantly, and instead I'm like, Haha, they made that idiot look like an idiot.
0: Okay, so I guess you mean like the eighth, like seventh, eighth, ninth movie. Yeah, seventh, eighth, ninth movie. They're called the sequel trilogy. Okay, yeah, I. It's weird in my head. I know that this is the prequel trilogy. But when you said sequel, I was like, wait, does he mean those? Does <laughs> he know? Right? Because they did come out after.
1: They, they came after, but no, they are prequels.
0: Yay! Yeah i I was never able to get into Lego games. Lego
1: games are a lot of fun, but like, I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm gonna go and complete everything. I'm one of those people who's like, I'm gonna play through once and maybe I'll try and unlock a few extra of the Lego min- minifig models. I'm definitely going to be trying to go for the mini kits because like I'm building a spaceship right now and those will it'll be really great to have some mini spaceships to like put in the distance and be like oh they're fighting each other when I take pictures.
0: Is the ship you're building the Sunrise Maiden? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I
1: already sent you a pic. I have to start over because I'm not happy with it, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> For those who don't know, Cave is crazy. This shouldn't be new, but to some people it is. But this could be their first fucking show. We've been away for 4 months. True. True. True.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So Lego Star Wars, Lego Skywalker, Lego Star Wars the Skywalker Saga. Fuck that name.
0: Awful name.
1: God, it's it's like it's like watching like it's like watching a manhwa. <laughs> <laughs> Like seventeen line title. <laughs>
0: if it was a manhwa, it would be one run-on sentence and not with not with fucking uh, colons in it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Lego colon Star Wars colon the Star Wars saga. So wait until later when we, when we get when we get Lego colon Star Wars colon the Skywalker saga colon part one.
1: Yeah, fuck no, that hurts. <laughs> I actually haven't beaten all of the movies. But I have gone back to collect mini kits because I want those models. Uh, all of the characters feel great; they don't all look good. <laughs> um, my biggest problem is movie two Anakin. I feel like they like. I feel like they tried too hard to make it movie accurate, so it looks weird compared to everything else. <laughs> so it looks, it looks miserable and edgy. It looks like the. It looks like they took the original Lego minifig for Anakin and just put that in the game. Whereas every other character is using their most up-to-date minifig, which it's really off-putting. <laughs> like, even Slave Leia looks like they're using the up-to-date minifig, even though I don't think there is an up-to-date Slave Leia. Because <laughs> I think they stopped talking about that part.
0: Yeah, that's not a great part, given the way people talk about stuff now. Yeah, no, um, but like the combat you, feels great. Well, just, just before we move on, when you say up to date minifig.
1: Oh, they re-release the minifigs and make new ones constantly.
0: And you keep enough of an eye on them that you can tell the difference between the new one and the old ones. No, no, no. It just feels like it. Okay. Like it feels this
1: way. I don't know if it's actually the case. It okay. feels this way.
0: Okay. It's not entirely outside the realm of possibility that you have like, oh, an it, itemized it's entirely list.
1: Possible. It's entirely possible. I watch a lot of Star Wars Lego videos.
0: Yeah, just, just looking at that. It, it's like, uh, see, that's the old model. You can, you can tell by the way like the hair mold splits down the middle.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's so ugly. I can't believe they used this model. They should have used the more up-to-date one. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad.
0: You're not that bad yet. <gasps>
1: I'm not ever going to be that bad. I'm not going to invest that much in Lego.
0: No, you don't need to invest that much in Lego. You just need to invest that much time in looking at Lego.
1: Yeah, true. Uh,
0: yeah. But anyway. You don't need to spend the $300 or whatever on the fucking Star Wars stuff in order to look at the fucking differences in the molds between their hair pieces.
2: Um, he's, he's, he's a connoisseur. Yeah. I, 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 have, some,
0: connoisseur I have some subreddits to show you.
1: Uh but no, I, I adore this game. The combat feels great. The space combat is a little jank, but I mean it's not bad. It's just a little eh. You know? Yeah. It's there are elements about it that could be better. Uh but eh, I'll live with it. Um The the character models are all great. They all really feel like if it feels like when a kid imagines their Legos coming to life. Which is really fun. And one of the things I love most about the Lego games is they're a video game version of what goes through a five-year-old's head while they're smashing their Lego pieces together. <laughs> including the way things break. <laughs> Except for the fact that none of the brown pieces ever break into useless broken components.
0: Do any of the brown was- pieces do any of the brown pieces just lay on the ground, and people go, Oh, who took a shit? <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, that's actually one of my favorite things is how it's how like, yeah, studs, studs are everything. They're poop and money. Yeah, but it just all depends on the color. I don't know if they have the cheat in this game that turns uh, Bantha fodder into into stud into money studs. But if they do... That was one of the ways to kind of break the old game monetarily, was just activate that cheat and just stand behind Bantha, and it would just poo money on you.
0: (laughs) But does the new game have cheats
1: at all, actually? Uh, Yes, it does. And it has a cheat that a lot of people will love. Mumble mode. I personally like voice acting in LEGO games. I feel like it does add something. Um... Other people feel like it ruins the joke.
0: Yeah, so I from they, what from what little I've seen of like the Lego games, I'm kind of in that camp.
1: Yeah. So they have they have a cheat that's unlocked from the beginning, pretty much, if I remember, where you can just disable voices and it goes back to and all the scenes play out that way. So but I think sometimes the dialogue can set up for the off-scene joke, because they'll be in the middle of having a serious dialogue moment. And R2-D2 will crash into C-3PO and send them flying out of a window. (laughs) Or they'll actually use the dialogue to set up for a joke. And the dialogue itself is a major part of the joke. So you miss a joke if you don't have the dialogue. So I like the dialogue.
0: I wonder, Uh, how much money did Lego have to give Lucasfilm to allow this to happen? I don't know. Because like that's the thing. like like, definitely a percentage. Like, Lucasfilm... I feel like, take Star Wars very seriously. Oh, yeah. And them having, like, them greenlighting a project that is literally start to finish a parody movie of the trilogy. Because that's what it is. It's the same story, but it's them making jokes about it the entire time. It's basically pretty an abridged.
1: Much, yeah, it is. That is pretty much exactly what it is.
0: Um, But I adore it. (laughs) I adore it. Oh, yeah. Again, I wasn't saying that as, like, a negative. Yeah. Like, if... And honestly... If if nothing else, that aspect of it, the tone of the games, has been the thing that has made me most interested in them. And then everything else about the game has kind of pushed me away, because I'm like, eh, I'm not a big fan of how this looks.
1: The biggest thing that I can say is you don't need to have seen any of the movies.
0: Because...
1: Enough of the story is given that you can understand what is
0: going on. I feel like at this point, the only people who've not the only people who would be who like play this game, who haven't seen the original movies, are people who are in the actual intended age range of this of this game, and those kids aren't playing this game.
1: I haven't seen the ninth movie. Yeah, and I I don't plan
2: to. You're not missing much.
0: Yeah, I think I walked out of it.
1: Well, I'm not in the age range. (laughs) I meant
0: the movies that matter.
1: (laughs) No, I also, if there's one thing that I find lacking, it's their RPG level up system. They have that? Yes, you spend studs to improve your character's stats and abilities and such, and I keep forgetting about it.
0: Yeah, I didn't even know that's they had how that. how
1: ineffectual it is. Uh, that... That's how little use I see of it. Like, I upgraded my damage, did the upgrades to get some more health, and
0: that's really it. Do you need anything else? Like, like you... there's other shit in there. Like, do you, um, you need there's... what you got, actually? No. You can, like, the
1: game's not very hard. You can play it without all that.
0: Yeah, again, it's for children. I
1: just did it so I could get through it faster.
0: (laughs) Like, I had no idea there was any kind of, like, actual progression in that. Like, that seems...
1: To give you an idea how long I've been playing the game, I've been playing this whenever I got frustrated at the other game I'm going to talk about. (laughs) So I've only put, like, 20 hours into this game, and I'm almost done.
0: Only 20 hours.
1: Yeah. And, like, I go slow through video games, so like, someone who's actually like trying to crank through would probably have been able to get through it a lot faster.
0: Let's see what How Long the Beat says.
1: Five minutes. We found a glitch that got us from the first cutscene to the end of the game.
0: Uh, 18 and a half hours. Yeah. Okay. That, that's just main story. Yeah. Then I'm not doing too bad. Yeah, okay. main and yeah, main side's about 32 hours. Completionist, 86 hours.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, that's why I don't play Lego games until they're 100% it. <laughs> anyway, so what is the on to the next game? game that I want to talk about. So Dungeons and Dragons shit the bed. Yes. And that made me start looking for other games. I got to play Pathfinder 2nd Edition fell in love with it. Now, my Tuesday group, we were talking about oh, what what Pathfinder module do we want to play after our Starfinder game? And I wanted to play Kingmaker. And Dad said, please don't pull out the spreadsheet. So I was like, okay, we won't play Kingmaker.
0: <laughs> I didn't want to have to have to organize fucking four characters and then four separate sheets.
1: <laughs> um. So then I was like, oh, there's a Kingmaker video game? So I got it and was immediately disappointed because it's based off of first edition. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't bad. I enjoy first edition. But I... I don't know how to wreck first edition. Like I've learned how to wreck second edition.
2: There's a more recent game too. It's more righteous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I don't know which version that's based off of. And I plan to play it after I beat Kingmaker, but my biggest problem with RPG games like this is I've built eight characters so far
0: in this or tabletop
1: in, in this game in Kingmaker. Okay. I have I have beaten the entire first story, gotten to level five, and then decided, I don't like the way this character plays. Let me start over. <laughs> the latest character was, I don't like this guy's hair. Let me start over.
0: <laughs> I don't like his hair. <laughs> God. <laughs>
1: Because the, the newest build is the same as the last one. It's just, but I've gotten really fast at beating the first story. Like a re like the first time I played it was like twelve hours, or something ridiculous. And like I've been able to get through it in like three now. So,
0: so Wrath of the Righteous is based off a of first edition. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> yeah, because Wrath of the I, Righteous I like
1: first edition, but I'm used to second edition. Because right. Wrath
0: of the Righteous is a first edition module. Yeah. But Abomination Vaults is getting a video game coming out, uh, I believe, in the next year or so. And that is a second edition thing.
1: Do tempt me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... It's, bit,
0: it's, it's backed right now on Kickstarter.
1: Kingmaker is... It's so good. It's it's a great RPG. Um, like, the, the module alone, like, I've, re- I've read through some of the module. The module is a lot of fun. The characters in it are a lot of fun. I really enjoy... I I even enjoy the asshole douchebag bad guy that stabs you in the back in the very beginning. <laughs> like he he's an asshole, but he's a fun asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. My fa- my favorite character uh my favorite character would have to be uh, Lindsay, who is a bard storyteller who was like. I could learn how to write these sagas, or I could experience one and write it in person, <laughs> which I'm just like, you go, girl, go adventure, learn how to write that story in person. And like all of her like d- aside, like aside dialogue, like, oh, nothing's happening. So let me have a quick burst of dialogue. Oh, we're set up camp. So let me have a quick, di-. it's all about her writing the book. <laughs> and apparently it's like what we're playing through is us reading the book. Because on the loading screens, there's little text blurbs. And her says, I wrote the book you're reading now. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) like, oh, that's adorable. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, that's a neat idea. Yeah, it's so much fun. Um, Characters feel proper powerful and not just your own. Like, there was, like, I'm playing the game on normal. uh, And there was an enemy who I was like, I'm pretty powerful at the beginning of the story. I should be able to handle this. And I couldn't hit him. Oh? Now, he couldn't hit me because AC scaling in Pathfinder 1st Edition was really easy to do. And all of my guys had ridiculous levels of AC. So it just ended up being, I'm just going to turn on auto mode and walk away and we'll see who dies. And there's actually like a version that you can play that's like, oh, nobody dies. It's like, why play that?
0: Coward mode. <laughs> it's the mode for like babies.
1: That, but yeah, it's baby mode. I mean, there's also a baby mode where you can uh, have the game run your kingdom for you, you can have your kingdom be invulnerable. I mean, all of these are options.
0: Options for cowards.
1: Yeah. I mean,. The kingdom management is not easy, but it's also not hard enough that I felt like I had to turn on auto mode. Yeah,
0: just learn just Excel, you fuckers.
1: Let me get the spreadsheet. <laughs> the one thing I don't like is the dice mode. Oh, the one rolls. thing? Yeah. The one thing I don't like is the dice rolls. <laughs> because it feels like every character consistently rolls below 10.
0: I don't. So, is that you think they do? Or is it they don't roll your astronomically high numbers? So they it shows me low. the
1: numbers and they tend to be below 10, what they've rolled. Is it
0: base 20? Yes, it's a D20 system. Uh, I don't know what to tell
1: you that. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, I don't know if it's just like I've had bad luck on the dice rolls or what, but. It looks very consistently like they're um, they're rolling below 10 on most of their attacks, reflex saves, including my character. Uh, And I'm just sitting there like, and this is why I learned how to break systems. Because this doesn't feel fair. Especially when enemies have gotten multiple crits on me in the same fight where I haven't been able to hit them.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's rough.
1: Yeah. Now, I'm still enjoying the game. And I've learned to break it so I can get around the flaws of, oh, nobody rolls above five. Oh, I had an entire fight where everybody kept crit failing. Thankfully, they don't use my crit fail
0: rules. Wait, was I running this game? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) That explains that dream I had. (laughs)
1: Uh, But yeah, like I said, Lindsay's my favorite character, um, followed closely by Amiri, who is just your standard barbarian, including all of the boastful speech. However, Amiri is the most obvious, overt example of the people who built this game don't know how to build characters in Pathfinder. I'm going to ask both of you. What is the most important stat for a barbarian?
2: Uh, strength? Alex I would have said strength but I'm guessing that's not the answer.
1: Uh, what's the second most important stat?
2: Con Alex I would also say Con, but I'm guessing that's not the right answer.
1: Uh, that is the right answer. That's oh. not the answer they gave <laughs> I-, I could actually bring up her stats right now I think let me uh, let me see. but she didn't have an 18 in either and you can very easily get 18 in starting stats in uh, in kingmaker and i'm just i'm just looking at her like whenever i go to into her build i'm like you were specced to be anything else yeah she had a 16 uh, strength and a 16 con 13 dex 12 wisdom which is just wasted point by Because she doesn't use her dex, ever. And you don't need to have, like, a 12 wisdom might as well be a 10 wisdom. She also has a 10 int and a 10 charisma, but I can forgive wanting to have 10s in stats. What I can't forgive is just, like, she's a barbarian. Why do I have to build her strength up to the level most, like, 99% of players would
0: build their strength to? Cave, your munchkin is showing.
1: I don't care! I'm playing this by myself! Give me some optimization!
0: Like, they probably don't do that because if people come into this game and they're not like you...
2: Yeah, they're just going to be, what am I supposed to do with all this stuff?
0: Yeah, they're going to build an an unoptimized character so they want to have people, they want to have somebody there who's like, hey, this is not optimized, but also they're not going to be fucking carrying you. Some of these people need to be carried. <laughs> oh. Like, I was looking at your stats like, hey, 16 strength, 16 con. That's not horrendous. Every other player I've talked to has been like, oh, God, those are terrible. <laughs> That's not even a joke. Like, maybe you're just talking to a bunch of 3-5 weirdos.
1: I am talking to a bunch of three-five-five five weirdos.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh, she's level one. She doesn't have a 24 in her main stat. What the fuck is she doing?
1: I didn't ask for a 24. I just asked for an 18.
0: Be thankful with what you get, Cave.
1: I am thankful for it. I'm just mad. (laughs) Like, other characters have 18s and 19s in stats. (sighs) Fucking. Valerie, who is a tank, has a 19 in her constitution. Just has a 15 charisma, but eh, whatever. Like at least having a high one in your primary is is good. Octavia, nineteen in intelligence, eighteen in dexterity. She's a wizard rogue. Regon Gar could work on his stuff a little bit. He's a caster with a nineteen in strength, but he's also a magus. So if you want to build an unoptimized magus, go for it.
0: God, <laughs> you. And I'm just
1: saying, like, like. At least they give you an option to buy NPCs to play with. But I prefer to play with the NPCs with identity, because your NPCs don't have any personality. They're basically a bunch of drones.
0: Yeah, Whereas the other NPCs are iconics.
1: Yeah, and they're great characters. Like, absolutely wonderful characters. Um, There are romance options in the game. Haven't gotten far enough to actually experience any of those. Uh characters have like identities and you interacting with them like actually shows results so like if you if you tend to be like in agreement with a person choose things that fit their alignment then you know it's 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 every video game based on an rp on a ttrpg that you've played <laughs> like if you played kotor you've played this if you played um what's it called uh Neverwinter Nights you played you've played this. It's a different story, some different mechanics, but the characters are just as good as you'd expect from those kinds of games. Uh, if you learn the system, you can probably break it over your knee. Um But it's a lot of fun. It's it's an absolute blast. I'm adoring it. There's a reason that I've actually continued playing after getting frustrated with my character so many times. Yeah. I have nothing but praise for this game, and
0: that's all I've gotta say. Well alrighty then. Also, circling back a little bit to um Abomination Vaults. That's coming out in twenty twenty five. Kickstarter only has less than a week left that time of recording, so probably when you hear this, it'll have been done. But apparently you get the game for like forty Canadian dollars. Oh, cool. So like what's that? Seventeen cents? Yeah, I got the um <laughs> I actually got
1: Kingmaker for I think forty. So yeah, like, not an off price. price. When I got
0: it, yeah, and, so, and circling back further, uh, I looked at the speed run times for for Skywalker Skywalker saga. Yeah, uh, about four hours.
1: <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's speed running, dude.
1: You can currently get uh, the uh, Imperial edition, which I think is everything, uh, for ten bucks on Steam, if you want to play Kingmaker. Uh, or if you want to get it on PlayStation 4. Uh, yeah, I got it for $40. Yeah, you can buy it for 40 on Amazon, uh, for PS4. I don't know what it is on the actual PlayStation. But, yeah. <laughs> so, you can get it. It's reasonably priced. And there's a lot of game here. Like, there are two other modules that I haven't even touched.
0: <laughs> All right, then. On to me. So, SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Dig 2. I'm, gl- I'm glopping them together because they're kind of the same game. They do have obvious changes and improvements between the two of them, but they are effectively the same core, which is digging. So, do either of you have any familiarity with the SteamWorld series?
1: Uh, I've I've seen footage, but I've never played the games. Okay, I've so, heard of it.
0: yeah. so SteamWorld is a series uh, made by uh, Switch Developer Image and Form, and it is a... Post-apocalyptic thing, where you're all playing a bunch of robots, like steam-powered robots, who then just kind of like shit happens to them when you play in their games. Uh a lot of the games have like very, very different um like style of gameplay going from game to game. Like dig is like Metroidvania platformer kind of thing, where you're like digging down into the into the world. Uh there's uh Steamworld Heist, which is turn-based strategy along the land along the lines of like an XCOM, but all exclusively 2D. There is a uh, SteamWorld Quest that has uh, that is like there's like fantasy role playing and deck building, and there is um, SteamWorld Build coming out uh, in the next in the, in the year in the in this year this calendar year apparently uh, that is all um, city building and dungeon crawling. Oh, yeah, and so SteamWorld Dig oh, and Dig Two, <laughs> yeah, and so Dig and Dig Two is. Western style thing, like you are in the first game. You're playing as a robot named Rusty, who kind of rolls into town and rolls into this old, like old Western town. Who then has to like a uh, go down into the mines underneath the city after he received a after he received the mines and a deed from his uncle. And as you're kind of going down there. You're collect. You're like it is. It's literally like you are building your own platforming levels. Because it's like soft packed dirt and hard packed dirt and stone, and you progress further and further down, finding new, like, essentially like instance dungeoned areas that have like special items hidden in them. And, and then they like, also got like like fast travel between different areas, areas like back up to the town in order to sell your stuff. Cause that's kind of the loop. The loop is start in town, go underground, mine minerals and resources, head back up town, sell them, buy more gear in order to be able to, in order to be able to, uh, Dig deeper and faster, and get more minerals in order to sell them, and just that's the loop. It's a very fun, relaxing game. This, this is a game that I this is a game that I like put on like a podcast on the background and just like play this for like three hours. Uh, I think coming it's a, soon, streaming. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but you like a cave. It's on Switch.
1: Huh. What's that mean?
0: You you play games on Switch? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you, you you have a Switch. I think you're the only one on staff that has a Switch.
2: <laughs> I have a Switch, but I don't use it all that much.
0: Okay. And you also use it for casual games.
2: I love
1: me some toilet, uh, toilet time on the video games.
0: That's very much what this is. It's you, like, just going down, digging into the ground, and just kind of cycling through that, and... It does. It does manage to like keep things a little bit fresh by having like different areas where you like. Where like first you're like mining through uh, first you're, like running through like a desert area, and then you get to the town is like full mines, and the mines end up breaking out into all right. Here's this like toxic underground area where humans live because humans still exist in this world. They're just living underground out of fear of the robots. They also kind of go crazy sometimes and like just throw dynamite at people. As you do. Yeah, there are like mo- there are like a uh, creatures living down there like weird like snail things that shoot out spines that then destroy terrain. Because like the enemies can also affect terrain, uh, where you like we're like all right, I got this nice little platform thing built out. Oh, what the fuck is that snail doing? Son of a bitch! Or you shoot like a fucking floating bug that has a uh, that has, like lava in it that explodes above and destroys your platforms.
1: Oh, that's frustrating.
0: Yeah, and it's just it's just very cathartic in order to be able to like build this like incredibly incredibly like well like well built path directly down and then just like climb your climb your way back out of that it's like ha ah, I built this and I'm able to use the wall jumps and everything else and it's so fucking it's it, it hits me with that same kind of thing as like a heart space shipbreaker kind of thing I'm just ah I built this and now I can use it this is good and there is also a story uh, the story is more prevalent in Dig 2 because I'm going have spoilers for this these games are like fucking decade old at this point. Oh, yeah. SteamWorld Dig 1 is Rusty goes into a goes into Tumbleton and tries to fucking find his tries to find out what the fuck happened to his uncle and through the progress of that ends up running afoul of like a technological super intelligence that wants to like take over and do something to the planet. Rusty ends up Killing that, maybe, but also ends up fusing with it a bit, becoming a separate being from the other robots. They move into Steam World Dig 2, where you are playing as a side character from Dig 1. Uh, a girl, I think her name's yeah, Dot. Yeah, Dorothy, they call her Dot, I think. Um, she is like out looking for Rusty, who went, went missing, but then as she comes into this town, there are earthquakes happening, and then that earthquake is being like, uh, led by bu- the earthquake, like, is being connected to these, like, massive machines that are underground. And there's, like, a there's, like, this faction of humans living underground that is that's also, like, trying to figure out, like, what Rusty's doing and all that other stuff. And Rusty may be behind the cause of the earthquakes. It's neat that they, they built this stuff in an interesting way in that game. And there's also, like, some, like, minor differences between, like, the abilities you get. Like, in the first game, you get, um, pickaxe a power drill kind of thing um explosives uh ladders and i think that's about it for uh for steamworld one into dig dig two you have a like jackhammer fist as well as a jetpack a grappling hook and um, like bombs you can shoot out at range so there's like enough difference between the two of them in order to have them feel like different games uh the art style into also improved a lot, like the shading and the, and the texture work got a lot better. Hmm. But yeah, the steam world games are a lot of fun. Like I've, I've spent some time with heist too. I haven't gotten like super deep into it, but heist is fun. Like taking that, like uh taking the, um, like XCOM turn-based style thing, but making it more like making it more like those like directional aiming, like physics shooting games where you have like, Hey, here's a maze you got to go through and then you got to like shoot a bullet and hit a guy at the center. It's kind of like that because it's like you position yourself and then you fire your gun and then the bullet can like ricochet off stuff and hit enemies behind cover. But then they can also do that to you and it's so it's the strategy game of like trying to figure out positioning and and like, you know, angles and stuff where, where like you're the most safe. It's fun. I've wanted to get quest for a while, but I just never got around to it. Yeah, World's fun. If you get a chance to check it out, I would recommend it.
1: Um... um well.
0: Maybe next month. Yeah, the games are pretty cheap. They, like I said, they've been out forever. But even when they came out, I think like, I think like Quest is still only like thirty bucks. That's thirty Canadian dollars for reference. But yeah, uh, moving on to the complete opposite end of the spectrum, uh, Dredge. Dredge is a fishing horror game.
1: Oh yeah, oh, no. you've told me about this one.
0: Yeah, I kind of found out about this, like, randomly, just, like, scrolling through stuff, and then I saw someone playing Dredge. I was like, oh, let's check that out. Oh, that looks cool. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, like, all very Lovecraftian Cthulhu stuff. Um, you are a fisherman who just kind of, like, is floating in, like, heading into an area, and then ends up crashing into the rocks. Directly below a lighthouse, ironically. Um, at which point... The mayor of the town that's lighthouse is the, the, like the lighthouse attached to a town. And the mayor of that town is like, hey, friend, I see you're a fisherman. It's a shame about your boat. Don't worry. We set you up with a new one, all good and squared away. You can fish away your debt for the boat. Just the second you wake up. And so then from there, it's, again, kind of a gameplay loop thing of like you on a boat, heading out to the waters, catching fish, going back, selling them to get more upgrades to your boat in order to go out and catch more fish. But you're in this, like, incredibly vast open world. Well, I say vast. It's vast for the scale of what you, like, how fast you move and everything else. Because I never tried going beyond the edge of the map because I was too scared. Because on my first trip out into open waters, I ran into the Leviathan. Which is a island-sized fucking snake that doesn't try to attack you but will absolutely destroy you if you run into its path. It's just too big to really care about what you fucking do. You are nothing. It's like a person. It's like a person trying to like actively get out of the way of a fly or like a mosquito.
2: But damn you monster. Pay attention to me. I'm important. <laughs> God damn it. I Focus on me. Don't ignore me.
0: But yeah. And then from there, like, like you head out into like the five main areas which are a bayou full of brain suckers. You know, those fun things. Uh, As well as just like vines that will occasionally pop up out of the ground and try to kill you. I'm Uh, waiting for something that doesn't occur in the bayou. uh, There's the Devil's Spine, which is a collection of rocks, uh, which is a collection of mountains um, completely surrounded at the base by collapsed like Grecian architecture.
2: Yeah,
1: there you go. We don't have any mountains down here.
0: Yeah. That has uh, these like, there's like these small groups of like piranhas almost looking thing that then swim around your boat and call their mother. Who is a piranha twice the size of your boat. That's completely blind, but can hear the sound of her children screaming. What's what happens? You get too close and the children are like <coughs> swinging around your boat, which then summons the mom. And it's very hard to get away from them because they stay on you for a long. They stay on you for a long time, and also the ruins are very secured. It's it's like a fucking labyrinthine fucking route between these things. Where if you hit one, you can damage your boat, and damaging your boat destroys cargo space. And if you destroy cargo space that has something in it, that thing is lost to the sea. So if you're carrying like expensive fish or stuff you've dredged up from the water that is like quest important items, guess what? You can fucking lose those game called again dredge dredge,
2: dredge.
0: yeah uh, you got, i like fishing games i'm not playing this fishing game <laughs> you, you wouldn't like this fishing game there's uh the star there's the cellar basin which is just a massive hole in the ground that has something living in it i don't know what it is because no one really knows what the fuck it is and i don't spend a lot of time over the water while it is out because if i do it will kill me and then there is uh the gale cliffs Which is like these, there's like these two little fishing villages that are um, outside of this like massive like ravine in this like in these like massive mountain cliffs. If you go in there, a massive sea serpent will come out and chase you. This one's kind of like the Leviathan, but it is smaller, so it pays attention to you. And if you go out at night, then you encounter even worse shit, where it's like where like you can just straight up go crazy, Um, where like rocks will start like appearing closer and closer to your boat. Um, you'll be attacked by birds, there are, um, little, like, there are, like, other, like, ships that you can can see that if they get close to you, turns out that ship is actually just a fucking angler fish that will start, like, honk, like, just honking their fucking horn at you and coming in to just eat your ass. And And you get a speed boost eventually, that helps a bit, but if you go too fast, then you break your engine you end up going really slow. The game isn't scary. In, like the, like, the way, like, you know, YouTube games are scary. Or, like, oh, jump scares, blah. It's all the sense of dread that just kind of hung, hangs over everything. Like you It's
1: you are... the slow urge of, I need to get away, I need to get away, I need to get away.
0: Yeah, and that is there constantly. Because I'm terrified of the fucking ocean. The ocean is a hellscape that if I ever find myself in, I'm going to find a way to kill myself in seconds. Ser- here's the weird thing.
1: The ocean has actively tried to murder me and I still love the ocean. <laughs> I don't.
0: It is it is It ha- is
1: a nightmare murderscape and I love it.
0: <laughs> it is horrendous. And that's where a lot of it comes from like just like just out on the ocean with nothing to do with the soundtrack just kind of like lightly listing in the back as you just hear the sound of wind just going through your fucking boat. It just adds this, like, horrendous sense of where you are just, like, tuned into every little sound, because the amount of times I've been going through the ocean, and I asked her, I asked her in the off of the distance, just and I just look over, and all of a sudden, the leviathan's 20 feet away from me. Or you're just going through the bayou, and then you just hear I don't even know what you fucking hear, and then, then all of a sudden you're being attacked by the goddamn vines. Because, yeah, it's all mangrove trees out there. So it's all, like, again, kind of labyrinthine, but it's roots. And at night, those roots can change. There been a couple times where, like, get into, like, this, like, a four-way area where there's, like, roots blocking off three ways, and then one way's open. And then suddenly, that way closes off, and then the other way, just the roots just sink down into the water. And throughout all of this, there are people. You're constantly finding other people. There is, like, like, out in mangrove, there is... Like this old, like World War One soldier kind of thing, who just kind of like lives out there now because his plane crashed and he can't leave because of the brain suckers. And so you have to like get bait from him and then use that to set up traps, where he, which he then mortars because his because the other cause the other members of his flight crew who all also died out here uh, had mortar parts in their fucking uh, in their planes. You find like a researcher who is researching the Stellar Basin and all the weird fucked up shit happening in that. You gotta help help, help out with her research, and you find a dog, and then that dog gets onto your boat, and then you're able to fucking bring that dog to the researcher and give her a buddy. And then throughout the rest of the game, she's with that dog. Uh, There is a, and like kind of the main NPC for all this, there is like this collector. There's this guy out in like Black Rock Isle or something, that's just like, hey, go find me like these five items. They are of importance and they are at the five major locations. And so that's kind of like the main thrust of the story. The story is very in the background. Just kind of like pulls back a bit. So you're mainly focusing on just fishing.
1: Mm, Yeah. See, that's, that's always a problem for me. I, I like stories in games, but it has to be shoved in my face.
0: Well, like that's the thing on the map. It always shows you the uh, main objective locations. Like, Like on the map. It is hard coded in of like, okay, here's where, here's where the five items you need are. So you will always have that as a reminder of, okay, I need to get these five things, but you can then kind of go around and find other stories. You can find like, uh, you can find like these like dudes in completely. Like you can find these dudes kind of just sitting out on like massive thrones of rock. They just have like these like single colored cloaks covering their entire head. We're like, I need these fish. And if you get them the fish, they give you a book and that book, as you read it, it helps you do stuff as you're out in the water. If you take too long, they die. First one of those guys I found, I waited forever to get the final fish. Went to give him the final fish, he was dead. It was kind of hilarious. But yeah, so. Yeah, the game is the game is great. Like it like it is very repetitive, and it is very um. Like the tone will very much determine whether or not you like the game, but for what it's worth, I really enjoyed it. Um, I did. It, it did get a bit repetitive at times, and I couldn't play it for super long, especially at night. And I mean, at night in the game, not at night in real life. But like in the game, it took me some time. I, I had to like take breaks essentially, because eventually it would get just too stressful for me.
2: Because I'm afraid of the water.
0: Yes, because I'm a baby. It's the same reason why I eventually ended up returning the Outer Wilds because space gave me a panic attack.
2: Just space.
0: Yes, it's just space. Nothing else. No planet. No atmosphere. Just space. But no, Dredge is, Dredge is a really Dredge is a really good game. I would I would fully recommend it. I think it's only like thirty bucks or forty bucks or something. It's decently cheap and you can get it pretty much on sale most times I have a sale. It's great. Check it out. Uh, final game for me, Evil West. Evil West is kind of a return, kind of not for B games. Do you know what I mean by B games, Alex?
2: You mean like a a bad but entertaining game, or just like a minor game?
0: A minor game, like a like a game that is a game that had like. A third of the budget of the big games, a game that had like none of the marketing push behind it, a game that kind of looks janky but is completely playable and still fun.
2: I mean, those games are off, often better than the big budget games these days.
0: Yeah, and for a while they were kind of gone. Like you effectively had AAA and indie. Yeah,
2: and then, I noticed that.
0: And then, and then for and then, like there were a couple people who were like trying to do like the triple I thing, where it's like, hey, this game is fully independent, but we. But we, like, put the effort into it so that it looks like a modern, like, AAA game. Um, I think the one that kind of... I saw that term for the first was, like, uh, the Plague Tale games. You know, the ones where, like, it's just... You're French and there's a bunch of rats everywhere?
2: Yeah, I've heard of that. I never actually gave it a try.
0: They're pretty good. But, yeah, so uh, Focus Entertainment, formerly Focus Home Interactive, they've been kind of the ones... Uh, leading, they've been kind of the ones like holding down the fort for B games. They made like a uh, of works and men. They made uh, the sticks games. Uh, they made, I think they actually might have had a hand in the uh, Plague Tale games. But yeah, they they've been putting out. Oh, they also put out the, uh, like some of the Sherlock Holmes games. Just like just like putting out, putting a lot of work into the like. Lower budget, I guess lower tier games that are still just a lot of fucking fun. And that's what, and that's really what, uh, what, a uh, uh, fucking, what is it? Oh yeah. They, so they did put out Plague Tale.
2: Huh.
0: but yes. Yeah, so, and that's really what the evil West is. And that's really what evil West is. Evil West is a weird West game. So it's like wild West America, but monsters.
2: So it's like, West, what if there were zombies and aliens running around
0: yeah in this case vampires yeah you are part of the Rentier Institute a secret like kind of like separate government agency that defends the world against the vampires Um, they, they have a term for it I can't remember what it was like was like sanguineous or something no that's that's the fucking Warhammer guy Sanguis-, sanguis, something.
2: The vampire hunters.
0: Yeah, they're vampire hunters. They're general monster hunters. They hunt werewolves. They fight a weird fucking... The sanguisuge. The sanguisuge. But yeah, so you are like, you are an agent of this organization and you go out and fight monsters. And then as you are kind of going through the story of the game, there's a big monster conspiracy happening where the various vampires are like, they've built a super weapon vampire. That is like, there's like now like launches like massive attack against the Rentier Institute. They destroyed your headquarters.
2: They built a vampire.
0: Well, they, they engineered a vampire.
2: Uh, it's, a, it's a robot vampire.
0: No, it's a little girl.
2: Oh, oh. but, but oh, she's also like, so, oh. but
0: she's also like stupid powerful.
2: Oh, it's one of those vampires.
0: Yeah. it's One of those vampires. Uh, and yeah, so you're just kind of like going through these different, you just like, you're just going through these like fairly open levels fighting monsters in instant zones and then moving on to other exploration stuff. It is very simple. There is there is a level progression, there is like a skill tree and various upgrades you can buy, but it's all incredibly simple and yeah, it just it feels good. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like super polished in the way that like modern games are supposed to. It it still feels very janky. It's still like stuff where it's like, where it's like all of a sudden like shit's just like fucking like clipping through stuff. But it has like a charm to it that that like the bigger budget games don't when they break. Because I will say this. This game hasn't broken. It's just looked kind of fucking weird.
2: Yeah. Which looks unpolished.
0: Yeah, it looks unpolished. It looks kind of janky. Like the lips, like the lip flaps don't always match up. Um, Sound effects don't always feel like they are lining up. That might just be me. But it all still plays super well. It plays decently, solidly on my PC. Like my PC isn't like the best or anything, but it's running decent. And it is, and like the story is ridiculous. All the characters are super over the top. They're all caricatures. Uh, like like the main guy is literally like stubble McGruff guy. Says, I'm I'm Jesse Rentier. I'm the leader. I'm the leader of this year faction of the Rantier Institute. Like, that's, that's effectively him. That's all he does. He just, you just speak to me. Like, he literally says at one point, say it to me in English when talking to a scientist. Because, yeah, they also have, a, they also have the science team. Back home, we don't do the field agent stuff. But no, the game, the game's just simple, really dumb fun. Like, you just running into these areas with, like, this, like, massive swarm of just dudes with, like, massive leeches growing out of their heads. Because these vampires are kind of, like, leech-based. Which, as a concept, is an interesting idea. I don't think I've ever actually seen leech-based vampires. And they actually did put a lot, they actually did put a fair amount of work into enemies falling apart. Like, as you, like, damage an enemy more and more, they, like, lose chunks of their body until eventually they're almost a skeleton with some meat on it. Which I have to appreciate. That is not easy to code, I don't think. And you have like a you have like a decent array of weapons, but kind of the weapons. A lot of the weapons feel like they have the same kind of purpose. Like they have, um, they have pistol, shotgun, and then a long range option. Which can, which with long range option can either be rifle or crossbow, and both of them kind of have the same option of oh the enemy's charging up for a heavy attack. This will auto lock on to their weak spot, and so you can shoot it and interrupt it. It's kind of easy. Yeah, I'm probably playing on easy mode. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I think I did like put on like snap to nearest like uh, like target. Because doing it the other way is very hard for me, and I'm very bad at it. I am fully okay saying I'm dog shit games. Yeah, like getting a snap to that, like the rifle and the crossbow do the same thing. Just the rifle, I think, does more damage and the crossbow has more ammo. Because, you know, it's an auto crossbow. It's that kind of game, again. But yeah, that's, that's kind of it. It's just, it's a very simple, very fun, very cheesy game. And I've been missing that kind of game. Like, this game is relatively old. I think it came out like 2020, it came out like 2022. Uh, so it's like at least a year, so it's I think it's pushing a year old at this point. But it is... It is just like, yeah, it's just a lot of simple fun. Oh, and Flying Wild Hog did it. That would make sense. Yeah, Flying Wild Hog, they did the uh, new Shadow Warrior games and Hard Reset. Which both of those are like modern day boomer shooters. Yeah. Yeah, this does feel like that kind of same vibe. They're v- they are very much like, hey, we are harkening back to olden days when games didn't take themselves so seriously. Not everything had to be like a fucking massive like fucking pole release that hinges the like its success hinges the fucking like future of the company. They're just like, yeah, hey, we're putting out just stuff we like.
2: We need feel- to make billions on this game, or else the company's over.
0: You know, if we sell like ten thousand copies, we're golden. But yeah, Fang Wild Hog—they put out some good shit, and yeah, this game is a lot of fun. If you get a chance to check it out, I would highly recommend it. It's probably going to be on sale at some point in the next few months. Because it's always fun. Because these are the kind of games that you have to buy on sale, and you're pleasantly surprised that you got them on sale. Yeah. And I'd fully recommend *Evil West*. You ever see it out there in the wild? Check it out; it's great. And I think that's going to do it for this week. Thank you all, all for right. joining us. Uh, cave had to step away, so he's not here for the outro.
2: He's got to go do cave things. Yeah, but
0: uh, hopefully we'll be back before four months have passed. But until then, I'm dead. And And for Cave, we'll see you guys next time.